Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. We're getting your ass out of Ohio, sending you to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I kind of want to go with you. Yeah, not going to lie. Join you. Here's the deal. I want to go, and I could care less about who's playing. I want to meet... The radio. I want to read. I want to meet the radio morning host who the company cares about this morning again, and I'm not going to go off about it. But I, I I have half power. Yesterday I had no power, no computers. Now today I have the internet computer, no radio station computer. So I can't see what's going on with the radio station Fantone. So you and I are going to have to be in sync this morning, so I can uh, so I can say abreast of what's happening. With the commercial log of the radio station. It's like giving Picasso half of a paintbrush or a McDonald's employee half of a spatula, dude. That's what all is, What's Sansbury supposed I, to do? Now, here's the deal, uh, audience. Here's the deal, 20 million. I want you to put a pin in this okay. because we're going to, because again, this this is going to come up in multiple uh, you know, conversations this morning about how half of the things needed uh, is what has been made available to me. How are you this morning, Phantom? Uh, well, you were later than usual. I'm this not going to lie. You've got about a, you've got about half of what you need on your show today, oh, no. <laughs> Stansberry. No. Uh, so I'll start it off. I'll start it off yesterday. Um, had an absolute blast hosting the Canton Charge game. Yeah, uh, there nice. was a, a a a ton of fans in the audience, which is always nice. Uh, the Charge for the first three quarters were kind of getting beat up, dude. We're kind of getting beat up. They like, down down by 25 at one point. The Charge, where I Jeez. believe in the third. And they fought back to within three points late in the fourth, but they just didn't have enough. It was a heartbreaker in the Civic Center last night. So I'm not gonna lie, that kind of sucked. Kind of was like, man, like you know, we were, you know, me and the C Squad were like getting hype. Posse's right there. He's feeling good about it, and we just just charge couldn't pull it off last night. Oh, that's unfortunate. Bit of a bummer. Bit of a bummer. But that's not really where my story goes. Oh, I get home after that, and you know, talk to my girlfriend for a little bit. And I'm like, baby, ready to go to bed? And she's like, yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. So we get into bed. I fall asleep before her, obviously, and she wakes me up in like ten minutes, and she's like, hey, she's like, I think I'm having an allergic reaction, and I'm like, okay. And you just moved. For people yeah. that don't know, you just moved. I just so that- moved, and she has food allergies. So like, oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah, she has like food allergies. They're not a hundred percent sure of what it is, but they've like, you know, she she has, so she has food allergies. She says, "Babe, damn, they have an allergic reaction." And I'm like, "Okay." And she's like, "What should I do?" I'm like, "Go take some Benadryl." So she goes and she takes like four Benadryl. I'm like, "All right, it's just like a kid. She's gonna get knocked out. She's gonna fall asleep. Everyone's gonna go to bed. It's gonna be great." But no, like 10 minutes later, like I look at her and like her lips, huge, huge, her eyes, huge puffy. And I'm like, oh, Oh, this is the last thing you guys needed. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? And she says, I think I need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. All right. And I'm like, babe, don't you have an EpiPen? Like, let's 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 do that. Let's let's see what happens there. And she's like, whatever it takes for me not to have to get out well, of bed. Well, I mean, but it was just like one of those, like, all right, this is an EpiPen. Like, we have this for That's this what moment, they're for. right? So, like, let's let's take care of this. And we go downstairs, and she does the EpiPen. And within like 30 seconds of the EpiPen, she looks at me and she's like, "Call 911." And she lays down on the ground. And I'm like, "Oh my god, is my girlfriend about to die? Like, what is going on here?" Um, so I call 911 and she kind of in, in within that next minute or two of injecting herself with that EpiPen, she starts to like get a little bit better. She starts like she was wheezing a little bit and she started like she's able to breathe at this point. So I'm like, all right. So the ambulance comes and, you know, we, 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 we get her into the ambulance. We go to Altman hospital um, and uh, dude, shout out to everybody at Altman hospital working that night shift last night. You guys got us in and out very quick. It was oh, all nice. very, but at the end of the day, everything's okay. They don't have a hundred percent sure of what, what happened there, but she had some sort of allergic reaction last night. And uh, yeah, so it was well after midnight last night. I was in Altman Hospital uh, oh, 
kind of kind of you know in the ER and her mom was there and 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 you know just all the all the all the stuff that goes with that uncertainty of an ER visit oh, you know worst. dealing with it last night so <laughs> I've never been taken to the ER really no really I've never stayed overnight in a hospital I've never broken a bone what I, about when I took you in for your for your kidney stone that's ER right is that okay yeah, all right yeah I ER. guess. Is, I guess I is that the emergency room? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, I guess the then, ER. yeah. For yeah. my kidney stone, I was taken to the hospital, but like that was like that was the biggest hospital stay I've ever had. It's and scary, I there dude. Overnight. I mean, nobody wants to be there. Like that's the whole thing. And like I, I will always take my hat off to medical professionals. Number one, it's a job I can never do, and number two, it's just come so far in my lifetime. They're able to do obviously, and we're talking about like I mean, this was an allergic reaction. You know, I'm talking about like cancer and things they're able to to do. Um, but it, it just nobody wants to be there. Nobody wants to be a part of that and 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 for Altman to kind of you know step up and kind of knock it out of the park last night for us I just thumbs up to you guys thank nice. you nice so yeah so I don't want to uh, I don't want to be like yeah I'm tired man but like dude I mean up past midnight obviously you get home from something like that and you're just not gonna you know you're just not gonna hit the couch and or hit the bed and, and no. pass out and yeah, uh, we both man we were both up late I didn't get yeah. home no, I didn't get home no about eleven what's going on in the world of I, well I, dude yeah, all right so here's the thing I didn't know how far this was okay but I got whisked away to Ashland yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, like Ashland's a little far. Okay, and I didn't know that. Okay, and so my buddy's like, "Hey, man, there's a there's a really nice indoor golf facility in Ashland. Why don't you meet me here at my place, and you know, we'll head out there. We'll you know play a little indoor golf." Uh, when you say indoor golf, no, it's simulators. Okay, so yeah, it's a it, you know you hit into a simulator, and they're accurate ish. You know is, what I mean? Is it the same difference as like getting laid in porn? You know what I mean? Is that the same? Like, well, at the end of the day, you feel better about yourself. I'm doing it, but I'm not right. doing it. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Indoor okay. golf's pornography. There. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna love that. But yeah. I, uh, so so we went and did that, which was good, and then. Um, we stopped by, you know, this restaurant in Worcester. Uh, I guess the Market Grill in, in Worcester is pretty good. Is that the place out there? Yeah, we, uh, it was one of them. Yeah, we stopped there, had a little food. That was pretty good. And then, you know, I was watching the Ohio State game. And then, you know, next thing, Kentucky starting. Well, you know, let's watch the first quarter of Kentucky, see what happens here. So, yeah, I didn't get home. Uh, till late myself actually, and then I woke up a little later, and I got here this morning. I was like, well, "Where's he?" And then I then I saw the phone, and I was like, "Oh, he's not he's not here yet." Who's ready for a half ass radio? No, no, no. it's gonna be good. It's gonna. Be, I, I think I don't know. I can't see the radio station, but I, uh, you know what I mean. I, for, I but I do have the internet. It's it's, it's I, I can have one important. or the other, and that's what I'm saying. If you win a trip to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, yeah. take me because what we're gonna do. You and I together. We're going to go on a heist. We're going to steal Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I'm convinced that if I take Ryan Seacrest, maybe if I I'm Elvis Duran, yeah. one of those guys, and, and and I and that's my, my that's my ransom. I tie him to a studio chair, and it's like, no, you don't get him back until I get two working computers. Studio chairs are falling apart too. Just so oh, you know. <laughs> like mine's, mine's maybe mine's some mic stands. So well, man, maybe there. Who yeah. knows? All right, so we got some stuff. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. I'm yeah. going to give you a trip to L.A. You're going to take me. We're going to kidnap Elvis Duran, and we're not going to go to jail. I promise. Like that's how I'm going to keep us both out of jail during that. All right. It has happened again. It's happened again. And I'm beside myself, and I'm going to need Fantone to talk me down off the ledge. Because this time, <laughs> honestly, it's bad. It's really bad, and I'm worried. You know what? I'm worried I may go too far, and I may really upset management. But it's happened again, and I'm not. I'm not sitting down for it. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you uh, hooked up with a trip to Los Angeles around nine o'clock this morning. You get your first keyword of the day. 
You guys know I bank with CSE Federal Credit Union? You should be too. Now, here's the deal. If you spent too much money over the holidays, maybe you just got previous uh, credit card debt. A lot of people do. You can transfer all your high credit card balances over to a CSE Visa card with a really great low rate. CSE's having a special from now until around April 30th. So check it out. There are some restrictions, obviously. Visit csefcu.com slash balance transfer to learn more. So basically what you're going to do there is you're going to take your high balance credit cards with that high interest, transfer it over to a CSE Visa card, pay a lot less interest, much better rate. It's another example you always talk about at CSE. They treat you like a person, not just a number. Right. They're local, and that's why. They, they they need Stark County people to be doing just as well you know, as, as anyone else. Damn right. That's one of the things I've, I did when I first went there is I did. I transferred a lot of my high balance stuff to a much lower uh, you know, APR rate. And it's been beneficial. It's one of the ways I've been uh, helping myself turn my credit around a little bit. Still got a ways to go there, but I uh, I have been making major waves on that. Find out more info, cscfcu.com. All right, this has happened again. It's happened again. And uh, apparently this is going to keep happening. Okay. And uh, and I'm not happy. And, and, I, and I know I've kind of joked about this a couple of times before, but I'm legitimately unhappy about this. Okay. Now. And it's become a joke in the building. And I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. I, 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 I can't figure it out. But I have been once again. I know I sound like a broken record, right? Open the show. My computers don't work. Oh, your second break out of the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this, which is which I, I, we do this one a lot. But apparently I might have to do it every goddamn month. As I once again have been passed over for employee of the month. And I, I can't figure it out. Yesterday, right? Yesterday, I did the entire show without a piece of electronics supplied to me by the radio station. Now, we're in the radio business. How do you do that without electronics? Well, by being the best damn morning dude ever, maybe. And so, like, if I can do that, how I, what, so am I just, and, and, and I suggest this every month, am I disqualified from employee of the month? Fantone, is it, give me the over under on how many days my, both my computers didn't work in, in this room in January. Oh, 10? 10, 10. 10? Yeah, I was going to say 10 days out of 10 a and th- a half is probably the over under. Out of a month. Where the computers, where the equipment's just like, nah, not working. Who cares? It's just going to beep and smoke in the corner. Figure it out. Go grab the Canton rep out of the out of the pouring rain from the front porch. Better read it. And it's like, dude, I can't. So they gave, So here's the thing. I don't know this guy all that well. I see him on the weekends when he's here. I'm sure he does a fantastic job at whatever he's doing. I don't know what it is. I don't yeah. know what he does. Right? But his guy named Rick, nice guy. Mostly what I see him do is smoking cigarettes out in the back parking lot when I'm here on the weekend. That's mostly what I see him doing. But like a radio weekender, sure, yeah, sure, dude, that's what here, happens. Yeah. That's exactly. You're here all night, you, dude. Smoke cigarette. I don't care. Right. You're board hopping some like college, you know, uh, women's basketball game, and it's like, dude, hey, I got time to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, go do whatever you want. My sure. point is, he's probably great at his job, right? But he's not any better at what he does than I do at what I do no, in here. No, certainly not. I'm looking for that person in this building. We don't have one. <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm being a little facetious there, but it's like I, I don't understand. So I think this has now become this thing. Like we'll just make Stansbury crazy with it. It possibly now there's a distinct possibility. You know our boss loves effing with you. Listen like to this. He, he he loves it. Well, dude, dude, he, here, he gets off on it. Here's my radio station right here, team. Hard to believe it's nearly February. Please accept my apologies for the delay in getting this note out. I'm surprised it came this early. I'm surprised it was even. I there. wanted to take a moment and recognize our employee of the month for December. Oh my God! It's February first. Welcome to Rock 1069. <laughs> where we're where we're acknowledging the employee of the month a for month December behind. on Jan one or Jeez. February one. 
Jeez. That, I mean, that, dude, that's a perfect insight into our daily lives right there. It says, I, I'm, I'm not going to give you the guy's last name. I, I don't know what the, the rules on that. Rick has gone beyond the call of duty to help programming as well as other departments, even coming in to deal with issues when he was not scheduled. He's helped us clean up the station. Kitchen is always willing to assist with all matters, no matter how menial or important. While keeping a great positive attitude, he is a pleasure to work with and rely upon. We are proud to congratulate Rick for a job well done in rounding out 2016. Also note, we will be announcing our 2016 Employee of the Year next week. Oh, maybe that's what they're doing. Are they saving it up? Or do you have to be a employee of the month contestant to get in for employee? Oh, well, I, rules? I buy into the to the theory of well, if you don't win your conference championship, how can you play in the championship well, game? Well, of course you do because you were employee of the month once. Well, so of right, course you like but, that system. But no, but I mean that just makes sense. If you never won it throughout the course of the month, how could you possibly be the employee of the year? I don't feel like that's I don't feel like that's a good system. You know, I'm hearing from Twitter that say, you know what? I think they they look at you and think that you know employee of the month is is it well implied for you. That's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. No. I would like some acknowledgement. Well, and listen, I'm, you, you mentioned that I was employee of the month. I'm just going to tell you, the acknowledgement isn't much. There's not, there's not much glory or, or respect or anything that comes with it. I don't know if I got anything other than that email. It was just in that email. Yeah, well, like, Andre Risen threw a Super Bowl ring into the river. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, did, I, I, I want that. You know, I'm being told, try not being late. That might help your odds. I was late. How many times have I been late? That what twice in three years. I don't right? think yeah, you're right, 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 right. I don't My think record of being here on time is I don't think that's what's holding me back. It's too much of an issue. I mean, at the end of the day, our our on time is six AM. So yeah, Stansbury's gotten here at five fifty eight just like I did today, but that's not really late. That's late like uh oh, dude, you're supposed Later to be than here. we want to be for one another, but, but it's not late. But when the mics open up, that's right. when on time happens. That's when hey, I'm here on time happens. So like no, you haven't been late that much. But I I, I think what we've got going on here. Um, number one, you know, obviously every good team needs a utility infielder. And if this gentleman is not only board hopping and doing production and cleaning the toilets and maybe doing some well, other dude, stuff, here's the thing. you take a part-timer and you give them something like this. So they feel good. So they don't ask you for more money. Don't ask you for more that, money. I mean, that's what it is. I understand what they're doing with him. Don't, I get it. Don't quit the job. Just like, I hate this job. What am I doing here? I never get any recognition. It's like, well, here's the, the meaningless employee of the month award and, and, and you get that so I, I i you know like i said i mean you, you definitely need your slugger you need your you need your home run hitter and stansberry but you need your utility infielder sometimes and you gotta you okay gotta get a little tip here's of my problem though okay you're right you do need the slugger right but y- you notice when when routine infielders retire they don't go on like a retirement tour when david ortiz went into every ballpark yeah. in america they had framed jerseys they gave them everything because the sluggers the hitter that that's the star ortiz made a lot of money too right i don't think he cared necessarily necessarily about the tour i would say the money probably made everything a little more yeah, well they're not going to give me that no so i not. so they've already told me i'm not getting that so uh, you know what maybe an envelope that says hey way to go you don't suck at this even though you know we basically tie your feet up with chains and dump you into the river every morning now how the employee of the month works here, here it's not like there's you know the powers that be don't necessarily come together and pick who they feel like the best employee of the month is what there is, is there's a box and in that box, over the course of the month, you can go What's nominate <laughs> nominate somebody as employee of the month. So I, you know, <sighs> I've I've done it in the past. I try to do it once a month of like, all right, who's somebody that you know has done something for me in this past month? And if <laughs> if if, well, yes, you, but I can't vote for you. That's like voting for myself. You know what I'm saying? It's voting for myself. That's we are actually team. different. People. We're a team, though. We're a team. I feel like that's loading the ballot box for you, and I don't want. I, I, I you know, I want you to earn this. On it your was own good court. enough. For 
MMS to get on the cover of Rolling Stone. It's good enough for me to be, you know, employee of the month. I want you to win this on your own accord. I don't want to have to like, oh, hey, I'm going to load the ballot box for Stansberry. I don't want to have to rig the goddamn thing. Um, but no, so, I wouldn't want that. The last thing I want is a participation trophy. I want to win. And they pull, they pull the name out, out of the box. It's not like, like I said, it's not like they go through it and, hey, who got the most votes? They don't go through it's it. It's a randomizer? They don't, go, they don't go through. Well, not exactly randomizer because somebody put that name, somebody nominated But it's literally them. like you nominate people, they spin just spin the big wheel spin, and yeah. they pull it up. Yeah. So this isn't, you're not winning anything. Uh, oh, I don't care. I don't ever want my name in that box. What kind of millennial BS system is that? Oh well, they my probably God. because they don't want to like spend the time having a meeting. No, I do. We are going to have the time. We are going to spend the time. We are going to have the meetings. I want no. I want metrics in place. I want a real employee of the month system implemented, and I'm going to win every goddamn month because Mo- I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know who would beat me. Most most employers probably most employers management are like, dude, who cares? It's employee of the month. Just put the name in the box. Pull one out. We just HR, need these idiots the not HR to quit. Lady, yeah, the HR lady will pull the name out of the box, and who cares? It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. And let's and we can avoid this meeting. We don't have to do this. And that's probably the decision. And and now I guess maybe we're gonna have to have this. But 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 uh-huh. why hasn't anybody I mean at this point you would think, you know, consistently once a day somebody's probably dropping Sansbury's name in the bucket. No, no nobody is. No. I mean I, I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, there are easier people to work with day in and day out than me. Certainly. I, I will admit that there are days where I can be temperamental. Okay, but I feel as if I have done fantastic work on that since taking this job at Rock 106.9 and that I am a much nicer person. I'm always nice. It's just uh, you can catch me in a frustration moment and I can if you're not really important at that moment, I might shrug you off. They don't have the comparison here to 10 years ago, though. The people that work here don't have the comparison to 10 years. They have the comparison to dudes like Keith Kennedy. They have the comparison to like the My 1017 crew. And those dudes are all very like, hi, how are you guys? Let's, you know, let's, you know, let's drink a glass of milk together. Jesse and, says, you know, you just want to be Snowflake of the Month. <laughs> maybe snowflake I, maybe I do month? want to be Snowflake of the Month. Plaque of the Month. Now, I, you know, here's what it is. I would like some acknowledgement yeah. from this radio Sometimes. station of the, of the service put in by this program. That does not happen a lot. And I, look, this isn't me arguing. I'm not yelling at him. I'm just saying, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I mean, I love Rick. Nice guy. I'm sure those camels, cigarettes need to be smoked by somebody, and that high school volleyball needs to be turned up. I totally get it, right? I got it. But, but I mean, come on, dude. I don't get employee of the month before that guy. Like, I thought when it happened to you, I was like, all right, they're just trying to piss me off. Like, all right. And then, it might be. You know what I mean? Like, come December, like, I'll get it or whatever. And then this happened, and I was like, I'm just disqualified. I can see our boss reaching his chubby little Jimmy Dean finger sausage finger right up into that box, pulling your name out, seeing it says nope. Dan Stansberry, and telling the HR lady, oh, yeah, it was Rick. I can totally 100% see that, bro. He did it. I'm telling you it's possible. I'm not saying he did it, but it is it is very possible. Because here's the thing. Not everybody in this building likes me. Most don't. But I, but I, the people who would vote, like the two women who would vote a ton, love me. Like I'm constantly in their offices talking to them, like being buddies with them. I don't know if everybody in the building knows the protocol for how to like nominate somebody, and I don't know if everybody does it. I feel like I do right. it because I found out about it. Ten fifteen this morning, I want the entire staff <laughs> in the conference room. I will tell you guys how Employee of the Month works. I'm also going to roll out my <laughs> metrics. And yes, they will be impossible to hit for anybody but me. I just don't understand it. I, I'm not really that mad about it. I know I harp on it every month, but it's like, guys... 
a little pat on the back, a little acknowledgement. <laughs> We're still waiting on that email that's like, hey, congratulations on being on number one. We're still waiting on that email from the f- first time. <laughs> so, yeah, employee of the month finally kind of feels like something I do want to win. I kind of want that. <sighs> you know what? I do have one winner in my family. One, okay. not me. Uh, apparently, apparently, I'm not the winner. But I, uh, I, uh, I, I shouldn't do this. But I'm gonna do. My niece went off in a basketball game last night. Her team won 35 to two, and she went off. Like apparently, do my brother? I didn't know this. My brother has been taking. My niece is a really good basketball player. Like he's convinced she can go to a pretty good D2 school. Not sure D1, but he's pretty sure she can play D2. And so How like she. She's like eighth grade. Ah, you're making a lot of assumptions on a girl in the eighth grade. Who knows? You dude, know what I'm saying? By the time she gets to tenth grade, she's gonna be like, dude, I hate basketball. Dad, he, this sucks. He, no, dude, apparently what happens on Saturday mornings, she begs him. He puts her in the car and they take her to like the hood of Las Vegas. Like they take her into like the hood and like they take her to like the Rucker Park of, of Las Vegas and like they have her play. He has her play like, uh, you know, like street ball games. He's like, dude, she's in the best basketball camps in Las Vegas. I have her playing in the hood on the weekend. He's like, she needs to play against every girl there is. I want her to be as good as humanly possible. He's like getting her up at like 530 in the morning on the weekend and driving her to like the Jeez. Rucker Park of Vegas and like having her like D up like girls who are like real good. He's like convinced. Is he pissed he didn't have a son? Because if he had a son, he'd be having all these fantasies right now about like, oh, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And it's like, oh, dude, hey, your girl's great at basketball. And all right. He's just hoping for free college. There you go. I, you know dude, I mean? Honestly, if you make it out of that. That's, uh, you know what I mean? With her grades, because I mean, her mom's really smart. Like my, my brother's wife is like the smartest person I've ever met in my life. And uh, she's a school teacher. Like, they won't let her not get good grades. So she'll have good grades. She'll, you know, have the athletics. Uh, yeah, dude, her team went off yesterday, 35-2. to two, So, Grace, nice job on that. Pride of the Stansberry That's family right, right She there. absolutely is the pride of the Stansberry family. The rest of us are just, uh, you know, a bunch of losers. So uh, somebody's dropped out of a job that I didn't think anybody would want to give up. I, I would want this job a, a great deal. I can't okay. believe this guy dropped out of it. Uh, we'll tell you who that is next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, 9 o'clock. We'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. I believe we still have a pair of Alice Cooper tickets, do we not? You bet we do. Damn right. Alice Cooper, Edgar Winter, and Deep Purple, September 9th. Blossom will get you into that during this program as well. So these comic book movies are all the rage, right? And... Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. And I feel like all of them are too long. Like, I feel like for some reason, if you get a dude in spandex and he's saving a town full of people that's imaginary, the movie needs to be three hours long. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. And I think a lot of movies are in that It's becoming right now. the thing, yeah. And it does, it's so counterintuitive to what you Today's expect. Culture. Yeah, you, you would think, if anything, you would, you would shorten things, you would tighten things, you would move it in a more streamlined way, but... It, I, you know, two and a half hours of clunky story seems to be the norm for uh, for the comic book stuff, right? I, and I don't get it, but it, a, it just sucks that there's often good moments in the movie, and then it's like, well, dude, what am I still here for? Right? Why didn't you just show me the good parts? Like, I remember when I watched the first Avengers movie. I was in Vegas. I was at uh, you know, I was at my brother's, and like we both looked at it in one another at a perfect ending point for that movie. We we're like, oh, this movie's over, right? And then it was another forty minutes, and I was just like, dude. 
I don't care about this anymore. I, I almost wish they gave you like the option to like, all right, here's the two Choose your own ending. Right, here's the two and a half hour long. Oh, like it. you can go this or you can leave right now. And I would often leave right now. I would often leave right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They're just getting too long. I, I, I just don't get it. Okay. But they're big franchises. They're making all the money. And so I understand making them. I do get that. And I'm a fan of some of this stuff. And you got to think, along with, obviously, a big box office return, when you start doing these superhero movies, uh, marketing. Toys toys and games. Book bags and lunchboxes. Everything. Paper plates and five-year-old birthday parties and all that stuff. So I personally believe that so far, Marvel has gotten the better end of this. This last run. The the Batman Mm -hmm. movies in the 90s were good for their time and all that. But right now, I feel like Marvel's doing a better job at these movies than DC has. I think, um, like, even the Christian Bale Batman movies, if we're going to be honest about that, the second one was good. The other two were just okay. Like, the last Christian Bale Batman movie with, with Bane, I felt like... Oh my God! Wrap this up now. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just giving you my opinion. But I, I felt like Batman Begins it was okay, and then the last one, Dark Knight Rises or whatever, is all right. The Dark Knight was the best of those three movies. Um, I feel like all three of them still fell prey to the complaints I have about most movies nowadays. Too long, especially the dark, or especially the one with the with the Heath Ledger Joker. People all put that on such a high pedestal of like, oh, it's the greatest it's movie he of died. all time. Well, yeah, it's because he's died. But like, dude, look at the end of that movie and how hard things fall apart at the second half in that movie, where like at or the second or the last third of that movie, where there's people on the boat and maybe we'll blow them up, and no, we're not going to blow them up, and it was just so like just such a a a, a mess. And it is. I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger did a great job, but, you know. He it, did a great job as the Joker, and it kind of, it, it was a Band-Aid for problems in the movie. Right. I would agree with that. So now this Batman versus Superman came out, and it was a bust, is from what I understand. Like, it's considered, and I, I think it made money because people rushed to the theaters to see these things the first two weeks they're out. Then the rumor starts to get out about how they're not any good, and I think it affects the bottom line. But I think it made money, but I think overall, it's been kind of considered to be kind of a flop as far as like being good. I I feel like that movie got some unfair hate. Did it? Yeah, I really did. Okay, I, I started watching it at home because it's been on HBO or whatever and I gotta be honest, I was like midway through I don't even think I made it midway through and I was just like I just don't care. It, 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 well, I, I feel like and what I say is unfair is there's certainly complaints to make against that movie um, but there it, it was no worse than any of the other examples we've talked about okay. thus far. So like if for some reason it's like Avengers, eh, that's pretty good I like Avengers, pretty good um, Batman Begins and Batman the, the Dark Knight oh dude for such great films and blah 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 and then the, the Batman Superman movie came out essentially the same as the other examples that I just listed, essentially the same problems, the same strengths, the same weaknesses, and we all hated it. Everyone on the internet was like, oh, it's Ben Affleck, it's terrible, it's the biggest piece of crap I, ever. P- people like to hate on Affleck, and, they do. And listen, they I do. understand, you know, well, you know, married uh, married uh, Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Garner and dudes banging a million hot chicks and we can all hate on the guy. And he was but, in Geely. Right, well, but I mean, like, has everybody not laid a turd in their life? Has everybody not been a part of it? Did anybody make you watch Geely? Do you have, I, no. I, Jersey I, Girl, I, no. I, I no, never I mean, watched dude, if you're Right, if you're watching those that's movies, you, that's on you. Not right. Ben Affleck. I agree with that. I agree. 
I think Ben Affleck's actually all right. I, I think I think you might be you might be on some of your fans because okay. I think he gets a little unfair hate. Okay, because let's well, let's get out of uh, you know the action movies here. Well, this is still an action movie, but superhero movies. Dude, the town, right? Like good. he directed that. That was good. I mean, that was a great movie. The, dude, the town was good. Um, uh, better than any of those Batman movies. Reindeer Games was pretty good, if I remember that one correctly. It was. I mean, you know, that's Rose McGowan, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, no. That's I'm thinking of Tremors or um. Phantoms is what I'm thinking of is uh, him and Rose McGowan, who was in uh, it's she's that. What's her name? She was in Monster. That's who was in Reindeer Games. She's super hot. Charlize Theron. Gary yeah, Charlize Theron. Gary Sinise was in that one. I mean, yeah. that, was, that, that was pretty that good. That movie was all right. I, you know, I don't want to be like, obviously, Good Will Hunting pretty good. Good Will Hunting was a great movie. Pretty damn good. Great movie. Pretty and he helped write good. it. I think I'm, I'm with you on this because I think Ben Affleck does get some unfair hate, depending on what he's doing. And this is what we're, this is what we're getting ready to talk about here. He's dropped out of directing the new Batman movie. He was set to star in it and direct. Now, he says he's not going to direct it. He says he wants to star in it. He's like, there are roles that people take to heart and that they love, and this role deserves, it needs all the time I can to put it in it. And I think he's lying. I think he's, well, A, I think he is keeping the the lesser of the two jobs that he's fit for. I think Affleck may be a better director than he is actor. Like, you, you know how you see that sometimes? Like, dude, the town was really good. You know what I mean, and and I think I I think I would rather see I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but bef- but before he did it, like I think I would rather see an Affleck directed Batman movie than I would an Affleck acted Batman movie. Um, I think in in the Batman Superman and in in in, in Suicide Squad when when he was Batman, I think both of those were uh, fine portrayals of Batman. I thought like he took he took the realm. And, or, I don't have a hatred of it the way a lot of people do with him being Batman. I just really I think I like him as a director better. I think I like his skills as a director. I think I, I mean, at the very least, I understand where he's coming from. Um, it's a no-win situation with a lot of these movies, Batman in particular, I'm sure, where like comic book nerds and really, you know, the internet uh, uh, the internet mob are, are, are very quick to uh, lust for blood, are very quick to come at you and call you the biggest piece of crap in the world and, and, and you know, uh, harass you on Twitter for the next, you know, 10 years over, over this movie. So I can understand why less responsibility ability is is uh, you know attractive to him why 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 being able to say hey this isn't all my fault regardless how this goes i understand why like we often say about it could singing be the his national- fault right like we often say about singing the national anthem there's like, no win no win in that do so- it great nobody cares you, you mess it up everybody talks about you for two weeks right yeah all right he says here there are certain characters who hold a special place in the hearts of millions this is affleck on uh on stepping out of directing the new batman movie Performing this role demands focus, passion, the very best performance I can give. It has become clear that I cannot do both jobs to the level that they require, they being us. Together with the studio, I have decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me on the massive film. I am still in this, and we are making it, but we are currently looking for a director. I remain uh, extremely committed to this project and look forward to bringing this to life to fans around the world. Studio obviously said, look, we support Ben. We love Ben. We're going to find a director. Movie's coming out. Yeah, I feel like that's all. They're gonna online. make the movie. It's Batman. Oh, right. Of course, uh, they're the gonna make the movie. The money is to be made. Right. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, he took a little bit of like, dude, it's too much for me. I can't do this. I can't do this. And I, you know, I think there's a little bit of, of nobility in that. Where, where, and it's. I certainly do agree with the point of Batman. Probably is one of those those characters and one of those stories and one of those movies where you, as an actor, would want to focus solely on that performance. I get that. I could see it. Yeah. yeah. They now there are people who are saying now he just 
just had a like a gangster movie that was out, mm-hmm. and he directed that. It was called Live by Night, and apparently that was like a bomb. Like as far as like movies go, like that was a bomb. And they're saying that he's gun shy now, and that because that bomb TV, like, and sometimes we think like you see stars and they're on the red carpet, and you think they're they, you they think J Lo, dude, he's got to be good, feel right. good about himself. But I'm telling you, like any performer, any creator that does something, if you bomb at it, it does. There's a moment of reflection where you're like. Am I done? Am I washed out? Oh, yeah. Has the, has the pen run dry? Oh, it's the worst feeling in the oh, world. Every, <laughs> every day on stage. 945. Just looking at each other. Like, what, what do we just do? Like, that's probably the last one we're going to get, right? God, that was terrible. No <laughs> wonder you're not employee of the month. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I know, let's not go backwards. I didn't see Live by Night. I like old gangster movies like that. Like, you know, hey, Muxy, I like I like all that kind of stuff. Tommy guns and like you know that kind of stuff. The old Model T cars and I'm into that. But I uh, but I have heard that's been pretty bad. You know, I'm, I mean, like I've said, you know, earlier, everyone is late a turd, and I, I think, you know, gun shy from a, a big box office bomb, and then you throw in the uh, rabid fan base of Batman who is just willing to, 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 you know, hang you in pub in town square. Yeah. You know, then I can understand Literally, why you want to back up a little bit. Off the this. term fanboys comes right. from the comic book world, like that's where that whole term comes from. You know, people keep tweeting at me, Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I bought the DVD when it came out. I watched Deadpool. If that if Ryan Reynolds doesn't swear, you don't like that movie as much as you do. Like that whole thing came down to the fact that you watched a comic book movie and like the character's not pure. That was like the whole thing. You take the F word out of Ryan's mouth in that movie, I don't think you like it as much. I could be wrong, but I don't think you like it as much. Well, you t- it's certainly taken away a lot of the cool factor. I mean, right. if you take away the leather jacket of the Fonz, do you really like him that much? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there there are definitely things that go into it. I just think I think people. It's like I said about the Avengers. People love that movie so much because it was filmed in their town. I think, it, dude. Yeah, I think if you ask the average dude in Iowa, he'd be like, "Yeah, it was all right." I, I really do. I, I mean, I know they make a bunch of money. And, and all that, but dude, people lying about the, how good those movies were. I thought Deadpool was better than most, but if he doesn't say the F word, I don't think you like that movie as much as you do. Kyle Shanahan almost cost himself the Super Bowl. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you uh, to see Alice Cooper, September 9th, Blossom Music Center. Edgar Winter and Deep Purple also part of that as well. And at 9 o'clock, we'll send you to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Two stellar shows. You could be going to both. Yeah, it's good stuff. So the Super Bowl on Sunday. The big game. And Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, who used to be our offensive coordinator, but he hated it here so much, he did everything he could to get thrown. Can't like, blame him. Like, apparently he wanted out. Can't like, blame him. Can't blame him. That's unfortunate because uh, he was widely sought after this uh, this year to be a head coach. Now he, he has accepted the San Francisco 49ers head coaching job. And uh, so after the Super Bowl, he'll head up to San Fran and start putting together an offense up there that's probably going to dominate because everywhere he goes, they get better. Um, even we were a little bit better. Our offense was better when he was running it than it is now. Certainly. I mean, I, I mean, that's not – I understand that that's – Low bar, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean – But it was better. And he's got Matt Ryan playing at a high level. Now, Maddie's pretty good. It's not that Matt's not good. It's just, you know, it, I, you know, you do need, you know, the right guidance and, and the like. But apparently Kyle Shanahan lost his playbook for 30 minutes during media day the other day. How embarrassing is that? 
Like the one, like the one thing you better keep your eyes on at all times. And you lose it during. Me- First of all, why was your playbook with you at media day? Like, why isn't that in the hotel room? I don't know why you would be bringing that to media day. But he lost it for thirty minutes. I guess probably because it's one of those things you have on you at all times, so you can work on it at all times, so you can have it like available to you, and you can, you know, if you if you, if you're sitting there at Denny's having breakfast, and you think to yourself, "Oh my God, I just figured out how we're going to beat the Patriots," you probably want to have your playbook there, right? Now, apparently, it wasn't just his playbook; it was a backpack, and it looked. This is like what happens at airports all the time. Like apparently, a San Francisco journalist had been talking to him because obviously he's going to take over the 49ers. And so they were kind of talking to him about that. And then when they were wrapping up the interview, the journalist took the wrong backpack because they looked the same. And so he had the playbook. Hey, obviously, you know, I mean, that that's a very likely scenario. It's a, You're talking about black backpacks here. We're talking about black travel bags. Um, When it comes to the Super Bowl, now, obviously, there's going to be trick plays that maybe you have, but the Patriots kind of already know your playbook, right? Yeah, but they don't know. Th- but in your playbook, the first 20 plays of the game are scripted. Like, your plan of what, like, every team goes into the, to, into an NFL game with the first 20 plays scripted out. You have your first 20 planned out. That's, that seems counterproductive to me. It's the system. I don't know why. It's the system. That's what they do. It's like, that's it, it's because you're trying to uh, set up what it is you want to do throughout the whole game very early. Oh, I'm hearing that Dan Quinn passed on the Browns' head coaching job when we settled on Petten. I believe it. I'm not sure Dan Quinn's great. I, I don't know that he isn't, but I'm not sure he's great. You got Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones, you got Mohamed Sanu, you got two great running backs. Easy to look like a genius with that. You know what I mean? Easy. To, and, and then you got Kyle Shanahan running the offense. I right. have no idea Dan Quinn is a great head coach. We have no idea that that's a true thing yet. None. Um... But this was embarrassing, Kyle Shanahan says, obviously. You know, he's like, that would have been bad. It would have been bad. But um, I think, most, I think like you, he probably had another version. There's a digital version probably or something. Like, I mean, he would have been able to put something else. Uh, they've all got those. I mean, obviously, they've all got those tablets. They've all got those. I can't even remember what they're called. The uh, Those really fancy ones, not the iPads, but they've got those really fancy ones. And uh, Service pros. All the, uh, all, the, uh, yeah. all, all the coaching staffs are giving them. Except for them. Belichick as he <laughs> threw his around away. on the sideline. Threw his away. But, I mean, but still, I mean, just having that out there. And, I mean, you can only imagine. Imagine like the 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 feeling of the tail between your legs when you have to go to your higher up. Like, dude, I don't know where the playbook is. I don't, I don't know what happened. I wonder if you went and like said something immediately, or it was like, uh, dude, I gotta cover this up, man. I gotta I gotta I gotta figure this out. Because here's the thing: your name's on it. Oh yeah. Now he ended up getting it back. It was a journalist who was like, "All right, I can't keep this. I got to give this." You know what I mean? Back to this I'm guy. Surprised, man. But you As give a it, journalist. But if that falls into the hands of the wrong fan. I mean, dude, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. The world knows you don't have that thing in minutes. And just, I mean, I'm surprised that journalist was able to not be tempted by that. Fired. I mean, you got to self. I mean, do you lose your job? You find out. For, you get yeah, fired I think, for that. I mean, I, would I think, think you I would, would. I would think. I would think your company would probably be like, "Oh my God, look at how many web hits we got from this." Oh my That's God. That's 1985. The- I don't think today. I think today companies would be like. Guys, we get everybody's opinion now. The world's gonna think we were mean. You can't do that. You're fired. I, I would think that I would think in that 1990. This, I think that guy gets promoted. I would think this made this guy's career. 
I disagree. It's the BuzzFeed or something like that. This would be this would be the thing for him. Oh, now he could make money. Yes, there's a way to make a li- yeah, but I think he loses his day job having doing that because again, journalists are supposed to have the credibility. Like they're supposed to be. But what's I guess what's not credible about that? You know what I mean? It's well, not- Steph, do you know it's not yours? I mean, I, I I don't like that. I don't like that being the moral center of uh, of people. That theft is okay. Whether it was theft by accident or by design, it's I mean it's still theft. I wouldn't love that. I wouldn't love that. I, I honestly I think if I did that, I would expect to be fired by this company for doing that. I would. So as bad as things are for the Browns, listen to this though. As Kyle Shanahan's gonna head to San Francisco, we haven't talked about this yet. You know, San Francisco hired a general manager. Now this is, sounds crazy because the Browns have a GM that doesn't know what they're what he's doing either. But they hired John Lynch. To be their general manager. He's never coached. He's never evaluated talent. He's an analyst. He's pretty damn good when he was a great, great secondary player. But that's a pretty big leap for a guy to make, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, dude, it's a huge leap with no coaching experience, with no front office experience. I mean, to be to be now, on TV, I mean, like, sure, dude, there, you, you know the game. You've watched plenty of film. You can see who, you know, who blew their coverage. There are jobs that you can't get experience until you do it. Like, there are certain jobs that you can't have until you have it. And that's one of them. You know what I mean? Everybody's a first-time GM at some point. Every GM's a first-time GM at some point. But I think that there are steps along the way that help prepare you for that. And they asked Chris Carter on TV, Hall of Fame wide receiver, yesterday. They said, you know, would you be, you know, if somebody offered you the job, he said, I wouldn't even take it. He's like, I know I'd be out of my element. Now he's lying. He would totally take the gig. But he said, he's like, I, he's like, I, and I work with wide receivers all offseason. He's like, I work with high school kids, college kids, pros on making them better. He's like, so I could I could look at tape and tell you a wide receiver who could who's lights out who could play. I could look at a defensive I could look at a D back and be like that kid can light out play. He's like, but outside of that, I don't know if I could tell you any of that. And I, you know, obviously there's more to all of these jobs than just the football aspect of it. I mean, especially it's managing the personalities, exactly, the egos, exactly. like all that. Now I think there's where John Lynch might actually be all right. Um, likable guy, everybody seems to like him. Um, he's personable. He was a great broadcaster. Not like that makes you good at anything else. Trust me, I know. Yeah, I mean, like all those things. I like I said. I mean, sure, you've watched a ton of film. You know how to analyze games. You can pick out a talented player. I just don't know if that necessarily makes you fit for this role. There's plenty. There's plenty of. Yes, you need all of those things, but there's plenty of other things that you need to add to diversify your talents. There's to be also, a general manager. I would imagine that there's a huge difference between looking at tape during an NFL game, highlighting a guy that we know is good because he's been in four Pro right. Bowls, telling me how good he is, versus looking at. At every college kid in America going, that's the linebacker we need. And, and let's be real that's about a, that. That's a huge difference. Let's be real about analysts too. We're like, yes, those guys certainly are experts in their field. They're, 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 they're Well, they're guessing and they're guessing. they've got somebody in their earpiece saying, no, no, here's the stat. Here's why he's good. Here's this. Here's that. And there's there's a stats guy in their ear. Researchers are tell, everything right, tell, on TV. Telling them right. exactly, hey, here's why you think this. So you take that that team of researchers away. You take that ESPN desk away. You take all those, those things away and now you're just stuck, like you said, looking at every linebacker in the country like oh oh who should we pick i um so i have some i have some news here from uh, from cbs sports that say that the browns are going to make a they're going to make a push they're going to make a big push to get patriots back up jimmy garoppolo now i've heard some things about jimmy garoppolo so let me let me just lay these on you and see how you feel about this 
that this is the first quarterback since that 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 Bill Belichick has taken this high in the draft since having Tom Brady. Takes quarterback every year, but he notice that every year. But he takes, uh, but he this is the highest drafted he's taken a quarterback since having Brady. So they feel like that's a high mark on him. Okay, I don't know if that's enough. That's, I, a, that's a decent tip of the hat, but he takes one every year. So let's not act like, oh my God, he, dude, this is the guy that Belichick really believed in. It just happened this year right. or that year Garoppolo was drafted that he needed to grab him when he needed to grab him. It's not like he took him in, in the first available pick. They've been willing to trade other um, backups before. They've been a little bit more hesitant with the trading of Jimmy Garoppolo as of recently. Now, part of that is because Tom Brady's going to turn 40 in the offseason. And sooner or later, that magic that he has is going to run out. Well, We saw it with Favre. We saw it with other great quarterbacks. You can't do that. You can't be 45 playing quarterback. And you want the uh, you want the juiciest worm on the hook. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to scam some 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 sucker NFL team out of out of you know draft picks and out of potential you know uh, future players. And and they've got to let Jimmy Garoppolo you know beef up a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's really important to us. Yeah. He's dude. He we can't trade him. No, we can't trade him. No, we can't trade him. What are you gonna give us for? Now you saw him play only 11 games, but he played poised, played well, and I know what I'm going to hear. I know what I know what ill-informed sports fans are going to tell me. You know what people who don't really know, you know what they're going to say? What is that? System quarterback. No they aren't. No they aren't. Does that system help you be more successful? Yes. You take RG3 and you put him up there, he doesn't look like Tom Brady. No, he doesn't look like Tom Brady, but I think you take any C quarterback, any average quarterback, and you put him in that system, he's going to move up to a B. You take a B, he's going to move up to an A, anywhere along that grading scale. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. How good did Landry Jones look? Or not Landry Jones. Who's who's the third-string quarterback that we saw after Garoppolo hurt his finger? Who's that kid? Well, with that, he look good. what I'm going to say about that is you take who's, who's the Browns' third-string third quarterback. I think you take any apples to apples on that, and I think you're going to improve in, 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 in a winning system versus a losing system. I would be more apt to trust a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels assessment than I am of Sashi Brown's assessment of a, of a college quarterback coming out of the draft. Would, would Jimmy Garoppolo have played so poised and played so composed under the Brown center? No. Again, no. your surroundings help you. Having one of the best offensive coordinators in the world helps you. Having one of the best head coaches ever helps you. Having, But again... You put him in this loser mentality. You put him in this loser locker room. Who's he throwing to? Like, dude, go up to New England. Those wide receivers aren't special. Like, they're not great. They're not great. As a matter of fact, they're hated around the league because they're white. Like, they're not special. I don't, dude, I think people give way too much credit to the systems. And here's what what I'll say. Dude, Bill Belichick's system is on display every Sunday. It's on display. Has been for 17 years Tom Brady's been good. That's not system. I said this yesterday. Tom Brady's been good since man genius. That's not system. That's dedication, refusing to put things in your body that you shouldn't, and working your ass off. Now, we don't know that Garoppolo has all that. We don't know that, okay? I'm not pushing for the move. I'm just saying I would trust a Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels evaluation of a quarterback before I would ever trust Paul DiBattista or Sashi Brown looking at film. That's just my personal take. Now, I know some other New England quarterbacks have gone to other teams and failed. Yes, that's going to happen. 
But I don't know. That doesn't mean that's going to happen with every single one of them. And I'm not sure Matt Castle failed in Kansas City. I mean, was that a? I mean, was that a failure? I mean, that was that was a bet. He had a better run with Kansas City than any Browns quarterbacks had here. So I don't know that that was a failure in Kansas City. Now I'm also hearing that you know John Elway went right to the front office for the Broncos and kind of the, the way um, John Lynch is for the 49ers. Okay, that that that's a that's a good example. I don't know if Elway running other businesses helps him with what he's doing. I know he's been a wildly successful businessman in Denver since his playing days. I don't know if that helps. I guess running a business would, but I don't know. Like my boss can run this business, but it doesn't mean he could run a sports team, though. So Elway does kind of give you a a little bit of a glimpse of hope of that being the right hire. They're gonna give away. I'm telling you right now, they're dude. Belichick's smart, and they're he's gonna give us to give away the farm for this quarterback. Browns are getting scammed right now, getting catfished, getting I, hustled. Ultimately, what they should do is they should forego Garoppolo and they should forego Watson. And I, people think I'm crazy. But until you build the offense and defensive, that's where the game is won. You got to move the other fat dude on the other side of the ball. And until you do that, nothing happens. None of this stuff happens. You got to get those lines built. Look at Atlanta. Alex Mack goes down there. What happens? Super Bowl. That position's important. We need those. They're going to give up the... They got like 30 picks. They're going to give up the farm for Garoppolo. You watch. You watch. Oh, Bill. He's just going to get the better of everybody in the league for the next 20 years. Win the Super Bowl, steal all the draft picks, laugh at all of us, deflate the balls. Who cares? Record practice. Who cares? uh, First of all, everybody's recording practice. Everybody records practice. And multiple quarterbacks have come out and said, yeah, we all put, put mess with the balls. Peyton did. Aaron Rodgers has said it. Troy Aikman has said it on TV. The Patriots are not cheaters. They're not cheaters. You don't win. Yeah, they're going to win five Super Bowls because they cheat. You know, it's like, do you guys think the same five guys make it to the World Series of Poker every year by accident? By accident, that happened. People always tell me gambling, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's risk and, uh, you know, it, you know, it, 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 it's all in the odds. Really? That's why the same five guys are there every year. It's There are systems, yes, but you need to know how to exploit them. And I'm telling you, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than we've seen in the Browns uniform in quite a while, and I'm going to throw Kozar in there on that. That's just me. Now, I could be wrong, and I'm using a little hyperbole there because I like sticking the, the thorn in the side of the, of the super big Kozar fans because, again, I'll point out what happened. So there you go. Uh, Kyle Shannon going to move over to San Francisco. Personally, I uh, I have not bet this game yet on Sunday. I, the three points scares me. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. But I just feel like I'm going to wake up on Monday morning and somebody's going to say to me, you bet against Belichick and Brady in a Super Bowl? What were you thinking? I really did. So I love Atlanta, but I have not laid the bet as of yet. Not all threesomes are the same. We'll tell you why next on the Sandsbury Show. 6-9. Back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online, WRQK.com. Head over there. I just watched an awesome video Phantom put up this morning of a guy who attached a GoPro to it like a katana sword. That's awesome. That's awesome. Those two things go hand in hand, man. GoPros, I mean, really have changed like videos, like the way the that we game. see things and like, yeah. I mean, they made, didn't they make that Hardcore Henry movie on GoPro partially? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that yet, but I know that movie was partially made up via GoPro. I'd like to get a GoPro. 
Um, I think it would be beneficial, like if I if I clipped it to like on the golf cart and like parked it behind me when I was playing, like I could oh, yeah. catch video of that. Oh, yeah. Like I think a GoPro would be good. Um, can't for me. be that expensive. No, right? I think yeah. they honestly like all electronics. They've been out now a little while. Where I think there's seven different models probably, right. and I think I could probably find one somewhat reasonably priced for my uh, for my price point. Probably between like seventy bucks and seven hundred. All yeah, points in like, between. Like any other piece of electronics, you can get a fifty dollars cell phone, but you want a four hundred dollar one. Kind of how that works. Um, if you haven't heard, the Browns have uh, made the announcement that they're going to kind of make a push for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, this was a decent point. Now, a guy hit me up during the break. He said to me, he goes, now, you got to think about this, dude. He's like, you keep harping on how old Tom Brady is. He goes, now, why, if Jimmy Garoppolo was any good, would they just let him walk out of there True. without a back, without a planet quarterback? That is a fantastic observation. It is. Father time undefeated, Tom Brady is not going to be the first guy right. to do it. Exactly. He's not going to be the not first guy to do it. the first guy. I don't care what kind of pajamas you sleep in. Right. Because he's got those whole regenerative pajamas now. I don't care what kind of pajamas you sleep in. You're not, you're not being 50 playing quarterback. I'm with you on that. So let me give you a theory that is not mine, but I heard from Albert Breer, who covers the NFL. Spoiler, Belichick walks when Brady does. Hanging it up together. So what you do is, everybody wants Garoppolo. Good. Go get me one wide receiver and a decent pass rusher for him. And let's make let's win the Super Bowl. Let's beat Atlanta this year. Let's win again next year. We'll put our arms around one another. And from the, from the Super Bowl stage, Bill Brady, peace out. That's the rumor going around the NFL. Now that kind of sounds like Belichick. Makes all the sense in the world. Doesn't even that's not even a big leap of logic. If you're like, Bill Belichick, do you really want to keep coaching after you've had the best quarterback in history? The game is about the quarterback. Like if you don't have that, now all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, was it all Brady? Maybe it was all Brady. Well, the last thing right? you want the last thing you want to be is 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 Jordan wearing the forty five for the Wizards. Right. You know what I'm saying? The last thing you want to be is out there not get, being able to get it done, looking around like. But Son I, of a bitch. I heard Albert Breer and Peter Schrager suggest that. Makes all the sense in the world. And so when two smart guys who are around the NFL all day for their job, I'm like, huh, it sounds crazy until you think about it. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. They need defense. Jimmy, or, uh, Belichick's not worried about three years from now. Makes all the sense in the world. Win today. I'm telling you, I think you can see it happen. I think that's why maybe they might be willing to let him go. Now, you do have to keep it open. That he could, this could be another Ryan Mallett situation. It absolutely could be. I'm not in here saying definitively Garoppolo's the guy. I'm just saying there are reasons to move him outside of, well, we don't have a backup quarterback. There are reasons to move him. I mean, Brady's never, I mean, he's only been hurt the once, right? That I can remember, like, major injury. It's only the once that I can think of. You know what? This got mentioned by you know uh, via Twitter, and this is right. This is probably why Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere, right? Because you're the heir apparent, and so you're already there. Kraft already trusts you to trust you. The offense already trusts you. The defensive guys know your hustle. They know your work ethic. They don't have to worry coming come in and trying to you know be like a new coach in that in that culture. And if you're Kraft, you're like, man, this is just pressing continuation on what I already have. Yeah, I mean, you can you can tie Lou it. You can just move right in. It's and, a great and, observation, and, 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 and have no no transition time at all there. So yeah. It makes sense. I'm hearing this, and this is probably true. Timinator, thanks for tweeting this, and that Jimmy G's about to get paid on, off of that rookie contract. He, he's owed big dollars. They don't want to pay him. Another reason why he's on the move. That's probably true. I don't have the facts on that, but I would imagine that that is definitely 
part of it. I want to uh, I, I want to handle this. I don't want to do it quickly because it's not a great story. This is coming out of Mansfield, Ohio, where a mother, worse than my own, forced her 14-year-old daughter to have a threesome with her and her boyfriend. Jesus. Amy Glaze was God. taken into custody on January, uh, late January with her boyfriend, Gary Fisher, uh, arrested just over a week ago. Uh, they forced their uh, her daughter to have sex with the man and made her send him sexually explicit pictures via Facebook Messenger. The victim, who now lives in Pennsylvania with her father, said she was afraid of Fisher and didn't want to make him angry. The whole thing of this is young girl complying with the things because she was worried that what would happen if she said no would be worse. I don't, I don't understand. First of all, you'll never get me to understand child molestation at all. You'll never right. get me to get it, okay? But, but, it's especially worse if you involve your own children. Like, I don't oh, get yeah. that. Like, I, like, w- like when you see parents, like, overreact, like a mom, right? You see, like, a mom in a stand during a high school football game Friday night, and her kid gets laid out over the middle, and she, like, runs down to the gate? I get it. Because that's maternal instinct. That's being a mom. That's being a good mom. And, th- by the way, ladies, nothing sexier than being a good mom. Tighten it up. Get off of Instagram. Raise your kids. And so, like, th- there, there's nothing. So, I understand that. I understand the maternal instinct there. I love it. But like, so that I can understand, but when you lose all of that and when you go the complete opposite way, it's got to be hardwired, right? It has to be, you're just, something's wrong. I don't know if it's necessarily hardwired in this situation. The thing that automatically my mind went to is drugs and uh, somewhere along the line, that addiction became stronger than her, her, you know, her instinct to, to, to nurture her child. It makes people do all kinds of things they normally wouldn't. Right. It does. It does. And and, and I'm sure somewhere along the line, this boyfriend was the hookup into that world and was the supplier and was the one who was able to do that. And, you know, I think you nailed it. I think Fantone nailed it. I'll tell you exactly what happened in my estimation. This guy found this woman, spotted weakness, really right. doesn't like women, likes right. young girls, and did the long con and did whatever it takes to get what he wanted in the end. And and, and 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 probably yes, I mean victimizing that you know the child. I'm sure I'm sure you know mooching off of the mother, living off of her, like making her. Yeah, I mean I'm sure this guy went into this knowing that he was going to leave a trail of victims behind him. I'm sure he did. Yeah, that's um, that's disgusting stuff. We'll send you to see Alice Cooper eight o'clock, nine o'clock. We're sending you out to Los Angeles. So you're getting more. Stand- Show next. Hank. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. If you're just joining us this morning for the first time, uh, you may have missed that I was once again passed over for Employee of the Month. I'm not Jeez. taking it all that well. I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to do what I can to uh, to move past it. But I'm. Uh, I feel slighted. I do. I feel. I feel as if I've been passed over. Now, people, you have to keep in mind here that like. There's 17 people that work in this building. There's 12 months out of the year. Inevitably, Stansbury's just going to like ass backwards his way into this, I don't right? Wanna, no, I don't right? want to ass backwards my way into it. There, will, there shall be no participation trophy. I have earned this esteemed acknowledgement. I want to say, well, dude, it's a bit of a popularity contest, but I think you're pretty popular. <laughs> so like, I, would, I would think you would win that, but I don't know. The weekend guy, he's a little more popular than you, apparently. They literally, this is not a joke. <laughs> they gave it to a weekend guy. Now you need those guys, of okay? I'm not belittling the, the like the, the position because I that's what I started out doing. That's what we all do. I started out as a board operator, six to midnight, watching six radio stations in the middle of the night with not one other person in the building. Right, you're running like, hoop scoop for the coaches show. You're doing right. all this crap, and nobody's you're not on the radio. Nobody knows your name. It and sucks, dude. Truthfully, it radio programmers, we need more people like that because that's how people get trained to be good at what they do, and that's what you know, whatever. But that's you know, I digress. But yeah, so I've been passed over again. Uh, I'm not gonna harp on it. Okay. 
moving forward. I'm at, no, I'm, I mean, I'm mad. I'm okay. mad. But I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna breathe. So I'm reading the story. I'm not sure I buy. And this is from Yahoo.com. But there is a lawsuit that's been filed against uh, Johnny Depp. Um, now he's a weird dude. You know what I mean? Like he's strange. I think doesn't he live in France? Like he was one of those people that threatened to leave America and actually did it. Like, um, uh, like he did that for a while, right? I don't know if that's if that was due to politics or it's just like, dude, I'm Johnny Depp. I'm rich. I'm weird. Why I think it was kind of like a, an America's not like I'm not wild about like this and this and this. I'm gonna go live now. Here's the thing. I'm sure if you live in the, you know the the Riviera over there, I'm sure it's nice, right? But apparently, um, and you remember earlier this year there was uh there was. Didn't Amber Heard is who he was married to, and she yeah. like said he was beating her up, and then that turned out that that I don't think that was totally true in the end of that, and I don't know where all those allegations went and what was all said and, and not said, but yeah, they were together, and it, just while we're talking about Amber Heard, um, she's attractive. There's oh. certainly no question. I'm not over her though, and I know like Johnny Depp, obviously what's considered one of the best looking dudes in Hollywood. I, I think most her, chicks would still sleep with him. Married her, you know, and, and, and don't think Amber Heard's on that. Elon Musk, that uh, that that billionaire, that tech billionaire, yeah, yeah, dude, he has been trying for years to bang this Amber Heard, and I'm like, dude, these are two dudes who essentially have access to any vagina that they want to. All right, let me give people a frame of reference of who Amber Heard is, so that if they don't know, I know she was in, and it was not very long lived. She was on Playboy, that NBC sitcom about the Playboy magazine. She was not, or not sitcom, but drama or whatever you want to call it. She was in that, and then. She was in something else where she was soaking wet in a white dress, right? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's what she that's is. That's her thing. That's uh, what the, she's for. The, the Rum Diary, um, and I think that's where her and Johnny Depp like got you Yeah, because that was, him, that was uh, his movie. Never Back Down. Uh, she was in the the newest Magic Mike movie, so I don't know. Yeah, she hasn't I mean, like, done much. Like, like, listen, I'm not saying that she's, she's not hot. attractive. Like, that's yeah, she not is the hot. point I'm making. It just uh, I don't view her as that attractive for Johnny Depp. Well, I mean, for Johnny Depp, Elon Musk, and essentially everyone on the face of the planet saying she's the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Blonde, big boobs. I mean, they, oh, they, they, people always. Oh, yeah, that's, that's your a thing. Fastball. Yeah, I was gonna that's say that. You love that, dude. There's no question about it. But uh, this chick just, just, and the world of celebrities and the world of, 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 of Johnny Depp and Elon Musk. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't okay. I mean, I yeah, I, I can see what you're saying here. <laughs> According to this lawsuit, and I'm not even sure what the lawsuit's all about. But in the lawsuit, this is the part I wanted to focus on. They claim that Johnny Depp spends. $2 million a month. What? Now, this is not an exact science, Like, but I went to Celebrity Net Worth, which is like one of these like websites you can go on to if you don't know. Type in a celebrity's name, and it'll give you like a roundabout of what their net worth is. I don't know how reputable that is, but we all buy into it, where it's like, ah, it's on Celebrity Net Worth. It's got to be pretty close. I, I don't know, know. I know searching. All right. So like Gene Simmons is like his has been well documented in his own books. Celebrity net worth. So I don't know if maybe that's where they got that info was his books and that's where they put it. But their number is is in line with what Gene Simmons says his number is. Okay. So I doubt that that now that does not mean it's going to be accurate across the board. All right. actors. All right. But I have at least seen it in the ballpark once. So I look Johnny Depp up at celebrity net worth. They say he's worth 400 million. 
Now, his movies have made about $3.1 billion in America, $7.5 billion worldwide. That's America, and then, you know, obviously everybody else combined there. Wow. $7.5 billion Johnny Depp has put forth. Because let's be real, Johnny Depp has laid some turds in his career. Obviously, there's some smashes. Pirates of the Caribbean probably make up half of that $7 billion. All right, give me, uh, do, uh, do you have it? Uh, let me look. Let me see. Because I, I mean, yeah. he's widely considered to be one of the best actors of our time. Um, and when he's in a leading role, his movies usually aren't as uh, like the Alice in Wonderland. That wasn't like a huge, you know, roaring success. I mean, Alice the, uh, the Looking Glass was like, yeah, that the second one of those I think wasn't wasn't didn't do all that. Sweeney well Sweeney Todd, obviously Edward Scissorhands a big one, but I, I know I've read stuff about this about Johnny Depp where if when he is the guy in charge or the the, the, the main lead. character, the movie just doesn't perform as well as you think it would outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. Huh. Let me see here. Alice Through the Looking Glass was this last year. Black Mass, about Whitey Bulger, wasn't that good. He was the lead in that, wasn't that good. I'll give you that. Uh, Transcendence, I didn't see. Into the Woods, I didn't see. The Lone Ranger, wasn't that good. good. Wasn't that good. Okay, uh, let me see here. 21 Jump Street, you know, he was kind of like, you know, he did a cameo in that because that was his TV show back in the day. The Rum Diary, Jack and Jill, not that good. Life's Too Short, not that good. All right, now we'll go back to 2011, and I loved this movie, but I don't know if it did well, or I don't know if it was considered to be a success. But Rango, when he was like the lizard of the gecko, like that movie, I really yeah, did. Right. I, I really liked Rango. But I mean, we're getting we're getting into like, but I'm nitpicking, right? There. I mean, we're we're, we're getting I mean, into go, animated but, films. You go all the way back to 2009, Public Enemies. He played John Dillinger. That wasn't that good. So with all those movies right now that we're saying, I mean, sh- you got to go back to the Pirates of the Caribbean before you get like a smash hit. And now, like I said, those probably make up half of his earnings. That probably makes up two hundred million of his four hundred million. I'm just surprised. Dude, and if it, you look at this, he a blow was good, but that's two thousand one. All right, we're talking about fifteen plus years now. I mean, we're we're going back far. I mean, I remember when Sleepy Hollow came out. All right, I'll tell you a story about this. So Sleepy Hollow comes out, we go to the theater, and at that point, Johnny Depp had been dormant. Like he had not done much. And me and my buddies were a group of us, like 10 of us. We all went and saw uh, Sleepy Hollow. And when the movie started, there was something wrong with the projector. They actually had the film upside down. And I nudged my buddy. This, this actually drives your point home. And I nudged my buddy and I said, Dude, I told you Johnny Depp wasn't making a comeback. Because he had come out of nowhere to be in that movie. You're right. Looking at this list, I got to tell you, dude, I think he's one of these guys that I think people give more credit to than maybe deserves. And I've been guilty of it because I love him. Recent box office failures for him. I'm just reading these. Transcendence, Mordecai, Lone Ranger, Black Mass. All these movies lost money. And now listen, you know, it's really the 90s where he was great. Benny and June. Um, you know, what's eating Gilbert Grape, Ed Wood, Don Juan, like that's all mid nineties stuff. And, but the thing with all that is that's not where he made $400 million. He made that money on, he made that money on the backs of Pirates of Caribbean. And the fact that you said that movie worldwide gross $8 billion. No, that's a, his, all his movies all combined. His movies, yeah. Well, dude, how did they sell Star Wars for 4 billion? If Johnny Depp can put up 8 billion, you are I, always I, I on that. I can't and get over it. Every time, I can't get over every it. time you say it, you're right. Like, you get me more and more on your side every time I hear it because you're right. If Johnny Depp driven movies can make now those Disney Caribbean movies were big, yeah. But number one, you have the same backing behind him now. And again, You've got three. Disney. It's all hours Disney. and pirates. Enough. It's all Disney. And I mean, yes, Disney movies are big, but Star Wars movies are bigger. Star Wars. I mean, our, our, our Pirates of the Caribbean movies are big, but Star Wars movies are bigger. They are. The brand is bigger than Pirates of the Caribbean. It's way, way bigger. 
Lamar Sharp says, your net worth is 20 bucks, and that's for the buy two, get one free. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lamar. Out of nowhere. Hey, you guys are poor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we are, Lamar. Yeah, yeah yep, we are. Yep, yep, yep. Next time you're doing one of those charity events, <laughs> one of those charity events, it's going to be not Stansbury and Fantone coming to help. It's going to be Stansbury and Fantone. Here's a box of ramen noodles. Dude, I took 10 toys out of the back of that cruiser <laughs> that day. 10. <laughs> Oh, speaking of abusing police and abusing, like, dude, look, here's the thing. The cops, first responders, they're here to help us. Don't waste their time. A woman in Columbus has wasted the police's time, and I got to tell you, I hope they throw her away, and I, dude, I hope they lock her up, and I hope that key's never found. Do not waste police time. I'll tell you why next on the Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. 8.30, we'll get you uh, hooked up with those Alice Cooper tickets. He's playing September 9th. Blossom Music Center. Bring in Edgar Winter and Deep Purple part of that bill as well. Should be a good time. Yeah, going to round out the uh, the season out there. September uh, getting pretty late in that season, so little Alice Cooper out there. That'll be great. Enjoy that one. So, you know, Fantone and I, from time to time, will like we make fun of memes, right? Like we're just not mean people, right? <laughs> And so, like, we'll make fun of people when they're being all vague and cryptic about it. And, like, you, you can always tell what we always say. You can always tell when a woman's been heartbroken because, you know, it's like, you know, don't, you know, cross oceans for people that won't jump puddles for you. And, like, this whole thing, right? Yeah, and certainly women. But, I mean, there's, we, dudes, there's plenty I, well, of dudes that's, out there. That's why I'm bringing it up. That's why I'm bringing this up because I feel like you and I are a little guilty of making this a women's issue. Then we come on the radio and we kind of bag on women for it. Okay, so I saw a couple of guys this morning with with a very similar thing. All right. And it's time that we dispel this rumor. So you see this meme and it's, of course, what's his name? Flying the USS Enterprise, whatever it is that the bald dude is. Right. Because that's like one of the famous meme dudes. Him and, you know, Willy Wonka. Captain Picard. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and. It says, you know, you claim you want a guy that's nice, sweet, and caring, blah, 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 but you put that guy in the friend zone. It's time to dispel this rumor. Women don't put you in the friend zone. You do it. Yeah, it's where you live. Like who you are. Dude, if you're in the friend zone, it's because of something you're doing. A woman didn't put you there. You did things that she went... Nope, and her vagina dried right up, and she put, and she put you on the shelf. I'm just telling you, women don't put you in the friend zone. You do it, and uh, dude, that really does go to show. Um, I feel like a lot of the insecurity of, of of who men are, and like I think a lot of guys are 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 convinced that if you just sit around and be nice enough to a chick, or you be something enough to a chick, that inevitably she's going to have sex with you. No, it's just not the dude, case. She, dude, women much like men know within 10 minutes whether or not they want to have sex with somebody. It's primal. And I, I mean, like, you know, uh, listen, is there a little bit of like, hey, stick around, you're, br- you're bound to break resistance? I'm sure there's plenty of stories like that. We've been like friends that. forever. Why don't we try this? Yeah, but, I mean, things do happen. But, but, but to think that, like, any woman, all you have to do is just give her enough niceness, give her enough friendliness, give her enough, like, hey, I'll listen to your problems and talk with you. That's not the key to uh, a vagina. And I mean, like, and for some, for some women, I'm sure it is. It, you know, there's probably some women out there who are like, oh, I just do, I do want a nice guy, or I could. And the thing is, too, is you expect, you expect, oh, if I'm nice enough, this ten is going to sleep with me. This perfect chick, this chick that I've always dreamed about, Never she's going to sleep with me, dude. Never going to. No, happen. no, no. If you're not the type of person that 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 person wants to sleep with, no amount of 
niceness, no amount of 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 you being a good guy is going to get over that. Women don't put you in the friend zone. You put your own ass there. And and, and I'm telling you right now, like you also gotta realize that people don't know what they want, and people say what they want, but mo- you know what most people do not have. And I always and I pat myself on the back for this because I really do feel like I have this. People don't have self awareness. They don't know who they are. Like I kept saying, like, dude, my buddy was in one of these situations where, like, this girl had a boyfriend, but she like liked to date my buddy, and like her and her boyfriend broke up, and he just thought that they were going to be a couple there now. And I was like, no, dude, you don't understand. This is who you are for her. She's not going to bump you up into the rotation now. You're the dude who makes her feel better when the dude she really likes makes her feel like crap. She's never going to move you up in that road. That's who you are for her. People, dude, who people put you into their life as first, you're never moving out of that. That's kind of where you're going to be. There's, you know, there are exceptions to rules, but overall, who they who they put you into their life first, that's where you're going to stay. We've all been sold the the lie of every guy, regardless who he is, regardless what his circumstances are, gets the girl in the end. Not just gets the a girl. Because guys write movies. Not, not just gets a girl, gets the girl, the girl, the, right. the girl. Like it's 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 every movie, no matter how much of a bumbling idiot you are, whether you know how ugly you are, how 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 bad of a situation you're in, you're going to get her at the end. That is not true, and no amount of "Hey, I'm a nice dude" or "Hey, I'm a I'm a good person" or or I mean, and dude, you can be the nicest, goodest person on the face of the planet. That doesn't mean that somebody is going to have sex with you. If you didn't find somebody attractive, if you didn't find somebody sexually attractive, now let's say this is a gross. Are there personality traits that can make me sleep with her? And we're talking gross ass chick. We're talking. We're talking a woman you find either a just gross or b b. We're talking about somebody that you're not sexually attracted to, a homosexual dance. Sandsbury, a heterosexual, not going to be attracted to a dude. That dude can't be nice enough to you to end up where you're like, you know what? Maybe I am going to bang this dude. So yeah, why yeah, do I'm going to co-sign it. So I, don't, why, I don't know he's right, but so, I'm going to co-sign so no matter, it. So no matter how nice that dude is to you, you don't find him sexually attractive. So why do we assume that that's going to happen with females? That chick doesn't like you. That chick doesn't find you sexually attractive. Get over it. You also have to go into it. I get again. I think I don't think guys temper their expectations well enough, and we have men have been kind of conditioned. Now you're a grown up, so you kind of have to learn this on your own. You can't keep using this as an excuse. But men have been conditioned to expect a beautiful woman to be their counterpart. That's what culture has yeah. kind of told you that that's what, that's what you should have. We all get it, right? All you got to do is movies, just, magazines, right. TV. Everything's kind of showed you music. Everything's kind of showed you, dude. Hot chicks are eventually going to fall from the sky. That's going to be yours, right? That of course is not true. Look around the world you live in. Where are all these hot women? First Where's of all, the ten for everybody? Find me tens. Wait, they're tough. And if you and if you as a four think that you are entitled to. A ten? What? What? <laughs> like, it's it's just one of those things where it's like I, I you know I I see people bitch all the time. If you don't have the relationship you want, it's not because of somebody else. It's because of you. And ladies, I'm gonna go back to you now again. If you're constantly getting walked on, you know why? You're letting it happen. It's a personality trait in you. Dudes don't walk on chicks they can't. I'm telling you right now, and I'm a guy who kind of likes that. I like a girl who can kind of like muscle up and be like, no, dude, I'm not taking your S today. That's not happening. I like, I kind of like that. And most guys do. If a guy, dude, ladies, if guys just keep walking on you, it's because honestly, you are weak inside and that there is something that you're letting that happen. Not that you can't become strong. I'm not saying this is always going to be the thing forever. 
But there is something in you currently that's allowing that to happen. I, you hear this in football a lot. I heard Michael Lombardi say this. You, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And the same thing holds true in relationships. A woman didn't put you in the friend zone. You put your own corny ass in there. <laughs> I'm just telling you. As a guy who's had it happen to me, you put your own ass there. If you look back at the decisions you made, things you said, and trying to be nice, and trying all this stuff, they don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want it. Do you want a woman to want you? Go out drinking three days straight with your buddies. Don't call her. She'll be on your front doorstep begging. It's a, if you show up at her house with roses, she'll be like, nope, see ya. Women will never say out loud what it is they really want, because, spoiler, they don't know. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Next. Six, nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online, too, at WRQK.com. Podcast yesterday's program. If you, uh, if you missed New Turd Tuesday yesterday, you can grab that there. Um, Phantom, what's the matter with you, dude? Uh, you no, because I'm telling people to go to the website, so I just did it. Okay. And and, and I haven't watched the video yet, but 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 the but the but the the verbiage to get me to click it is Dr. Teabag's patient? <laughs> dude, what's the matter with you? Well, I guess we should You hit employee of the month once and, and I didn't? I uh I saw the video this morning. I'm not 100% sure of where that video comes from, uh, but it's a little blurry, but you can see what's happening there. And and we make this assumption that, oh, somebody's wearing scrubs. White coat. Trustworthy. Intelligent. They're trustworthy. Smart. Smart. They're never going to do anything wrong to me unless you get teabagged. Trust me. I've slept with enough nurses to know not everybody in Santa smock smart. Trust no, me. No, no. And they me. all don't appreciate teabagging either. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's why I'm not with them anymore. It's possible. It's no, possible. It's because I'm an awful person and they couldn't wait to get away from me. I feel like this is an appropriate time. Here well, we maybe the most inappropriate time uh, for me to once again kind of thank the staff at all. Yeah, last you were night. in the emergency room last night. Yeah, oh, oh, my girlfriend was in the emergency room last night. She had an allergic reaction. We're not 100% sure to what. She's got food allergies. They thought it was possibly uh, the cold medicine she was taking. Really? She was, yeah, because she was, they're like, well, what's changed mm. over the past three to four days? And she's like, well, I've been kind of sick after we moved and I've been taking this cold and flu medicine. And they think that it was possibly something to do she with that. Pet allergies, right? No, 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 no. It's no pet allergies or anything. Because like I was gonna that. say, you just moved into a new house. Maybe somebody had like an animal or something. And not seasonal allergies either. But I mean, what happened last okay. night wasn't any of these things. This was like this was her body going into shock. I mean, she put, she puffed up. Yeah, her whole face blew up. Like um, hives all over her. She went into like you know she was wheezing and stuff. Uh, so it's, it's scary. My friend, oh yeah, my friend Jessica's allergic to peanut butter. And we lived together forever, right? And we lived together like 10 years. And I love peanut butter. So like the one day, she just happened to grab a knife out of the sink to cut like a piece of bread or something. And I had wiped it off with a napkin, but I hadn't like rinsed and it had peanut butter on it. And her face like blew up like the size of a basketball like it, it, that stuff's scary yeah so it was it was I mean and obviously she's freaking out I'm freaking out a little bit because I'm like oh my god what am I doing right now how do I do what do I do you know and you're trying to remain calm because you're the person who's not in a medical emergency you're trying to like be rational it's gonna be fine right baby it's gonna be it's, fine it's, what do you want me to do what are we gonna do um but petner and stuff like everything's gonna be great <laughs> ended up uh in the altman er and uh they took great care of us last night very uh very competent very uh quick and and thank you very much to everyone who was part of that last night yeah i uh i i can attest there are a few altman nurses that there are fantastic there, that are there fantastic. you go i can there i can I, I can attest to that they uh they have the bedside manner for sure 
So this story uh, kind of broke yesterday. We didn't get a chance to get into it, but Fantone and I were sitting in here, and I said to him, not even to him, really. I was just, we were in a commercial break, and I kind of read about it. I was like, oh, that's awful. And he said to me, he goes, what happened? I said, apparently a mom in Columbus got out of her car, and somebody stole her car. Okay. You know, it happens all the time, gas station or whatever, yeah. pharmacy, whatever. People would like leave their car running and walk out. I wouldn't, but that's just me. Is the car thieving business what it once was? I feel like it's got to be pretty easy to get caught nowadays. Has to be, to my mind. <sighs> yeah, but... Still happens. You're applying logic to criminals. And I guess, really, what what are we talking about getting away with right now? Because most criminals probably steal a car with the anticipation of, I need this for the next 12 hours at the most. It's not like they're stealing that car with intention of keeping that car. So this woman, you know, uh, claims her car was stolen. And I was like, oh, that's awful. And then we, it, it, the thing is, is that she had said that her four-year-old was in the car. And I said to him, I was like, dude, imagine. I was like, I'm not a parent. I said, but I would imagine there's no worse fear in the world than that. Like watching your car driven away by a criminal and knowing that your kid's in the backseat. And as a criminal, I mean, and just looking at this from like that perspective of, oh, uh, now it's kidnapping. Right. Okay. I want to steal a car. I'm desperate to steal this car. I'm going to steal this car. There's a kid in the backseat. Dude, your day has gotten exponentially more complicated. Way worse. Way worse. Right. So she calls the cops. They issued an Amber Alert, as they often do. Now, they vet those, okay? But they say there's only so much vetting can be done, that you are, at the end of the day, trusting the person giving you the report, okay? The criteria, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you have to know uh, who took the kid and where they were last seen and, and a description oh, of the right? child. I think it's pretty... I, 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 let me, oh, I hadn't known that. Let me, uh, let, me, let me see. I hadn't known that. So she calls... The cops, my car stolen, my four-year-old's in the back seat. They issue an Amber Alert. And those are statewide, I believe. Um, and her family members get the Amber Alert. They call the cops and say, I don't know what she's talking about. The kid's with us. The kid's fine. kid's been here all day. She dropped the kid off here. What is she talking about? We have the kid. The kid's fine. <sighs> Kid's not in the car. I promise you, kid's not in the car. We have the kid. Cops go to the family member's house. They have the kid. Kid's fine, healthy, been there all day. Victory in itself. Okay, I'm glad that this kid isn't in the hands of a carjacker. So so now cops are like, well, let's go talk to the mom. We got to figure out what's happening here. Did she like, is this like a, hey, I left my kid in the hot car and I went into Walmart and I forgot about my kid. Did she drop the kid off and forget that she dropped the kid off? No, she just wanted the cops to find her car faster. She told them straight to their faces once they had her. Yeah, I just figured you'd find my car faster if you thought my kid was in it. Wow. Bro. Wow. Like, she's 22. Wow. Now, look, I will tell you, I sit here at 40 years old a hell of a lot smarter than I was at 22. It's just the, uh, it's just yes. the, it's just the case, yes. right? But at 22, I knew not to waste police resources and that I was going to be punished if I did. At 16, and when I was allowed to drive a car, I at least understood the concept of not only not only should I not be wasting police resources, but how much more cr- I'm going to get into trouble over this. I, you, you know, a, a false police report, a, a, a false call to 911, a, you know, anything like that, you're going to get into more trouble. I can't believe that. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. So easily faked provable. A, faked an Amber Alert. Wow. 
I mean, bro, like people take those seriously because of because one of those because you should a but like most people we're not but most people are parents and so like that's one of those things that rings in them when they, like when they see that they're like oh my god what if that was my kid and it's one of those things where people kind of set their differences aside and everybody's like let's find the kid well right and we, we've said this a million different times in a million different stories whenever you know Canton police or county police or sheriffs or anything like that once they put out that hey missing child alert we all go into like keep your eyes open this is how this is how police find Retweet people this. through the help Call of the public this, right. is, is 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 making sure that you as a, a member of the, uh, our citizen are, are keeping an eye on things and it's totally how that works so to have a false one out there where people are looking for this girl it's awful dude it's a morally reprehensible decision terrible i now i know like if you call 911 when it wasn't necessary, they can charge you for that. If you pull a fire alarm, they right. can charge you for that. They right. can charge you for this stuff. So I would imagine falsifying an Amber Alert report. Is that a felony? I Should bet that's be. a felony. I bet Should that's be. a felony. Should be. I yeah, I, I'm gonna assume it is because I like you think it should be. Because dude, if you divert police attention in a town this size, not even a town, a city the size of Columbus, any city for that matter, right. not like it's like, well, right. small, you can get away with it. But like major cities have multiple altercations happening all day. Like, so do you need, like, I, I know people think the, the cops are just these mean dudes who are just going to shake you upside down, take your weed and like, you know what I mean? And give you DUIs. They're not, they're not. I mean, dude, sometimes they're there to help you. Right. But it's not like Barney Fife's just sitting there napping in the nap- nothing to do. Right, right. They got stuff to do. Jeez. They got criminals to catch. Jeez. You know what I mean? They got stuff to do. So she, uh, so she totally falsified the Amber Alert, just wanted to find her car faster, which of course they would, but still like, I, it just, I don't know, is this, I'm an idiot, or I'm just so selfish I don't care? Because yes. neither one of them are yes. okay. Right. Yes, I right, both. both. I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe it. Now, that sounds like the dumbest criminal ever. Sounds like it. Right? Yeah. Sounds like a dumb criminal. Like, what, what a dumb way to get yourself arrested. I actually have a story from a woman from Australia that trumps that bad decision involving cops. We'll give you that on the other side. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Just a few minutes now uh, away from passing out those Alice Cooper tickets. That show September 9th out at Blossom. You're getting Edgar Winter and Deep Purple, part of that as well. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need for those. That's just mere minutes away. Also, 9 o'clock, we'll send you to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Now, we know it's the early part of 2017 right now. Right. And over 2016, equality became like the buzzword. Okay. Right? That became the thing. And that is obviously something that we should... You know, aspire to hit is equality for all people, right? We should aspire to hit that. I'm for that. But equality became like the buzzword and it became like the annoying phrase that you heard. Well, and I think a part of the problem is there is that I, I, I think what we need to strive for is equality of opportunity, not equality of result. And I, I think that's like, you know, when I say, hey, that's a fantastic point because Twitter doesn't make that distinction. Right. And I'm, I, when I, I, when BuzzFeed, Slate and Daily Beast and all, nobody makes that distinction. When, when I'm like, hey, I want people to have an equal, you know, equality. It's not I want everybody to have the same amount as me. I don't want to say, hey, Everybody, let's throw it in the in the middle and we'll all pull out one. But you no. interview that guy for this job too. But but I want I want everybody to start at the same spot, not end at the same spot. Start at the same. See, spot. dude, that's why I like you because you you hold a lot of these millennial ideals, but you actually hold them. And what it is is like you think about that because dude, nobody makes that distinction anymore. People now who are begging for equality, they just want my checking account. It's like, bro, that's not the way it works. So I like the fact that you made that distinction. But equality is uh, it, it's it's sweeping the nation, and thank God, because I think we need it. Okay? 
So much so that Hooters has come out and said they're getting rid of the shorts, getting rid of the uniforms. Dudes will now be serving tables at Hooters. Well, there you go. So there's a little equality there. Well, there you Finally, go. dude, men are getting their due. You know what I mean? Finally. Oh, okay. Dude, I, dude, it's been tough being a white straight male dude. Like, dude, our <laughs> opportunities are not at our at our feet. First of all, I just want to say I cannot believe that Canton, Ohio, does not have a Hooters. It boggles my mind, and I know we have the tilted kilt, and well, dude, it's the exact same thing. But I would have just assumed that the Canton Hooters that probably opened up in 1987 would have just stayed for the for the last 40 years on top of the world, right? I mean, like, I, I'm shocked. I literally am shocked that there's not a Hooters here. It just seems like the perfect town for one. I think we closed all of them in Ohio, right? Or at least Northeast Ohio. I know Menor was like the last one holding on, but I think that one's now even gone. I once won in a wing eating competition in the Hooters in the flats uh, in Cleveland. That's how old I am. Is I was old enough to go to the bars in the flats. Yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> actually, dude, yeah, I always say, like, oh, we're not that much, you know, for a party. Rum runners! Other, but, um, um, yeah. Yes, I, I, I always felt bad for Hooters chicks. I used to have to, like, work, like, Monday Night Footballs at those places and stuff when I was doing Nights at the Banana. And uh, it just has to be so gross. You've got dudes that are constantly hitting on you, constantly sexually harassing you, and you have to eat, or you have to watch them eat chicken wings. Watching people eat chicken wings is the grossest thing in the world, dude. They're getting all like, nom, nom, it is. And gnawing it off the the bone. That's why I go boneless normally because uh, I am self conscious about that. Adult chicken nuggets, those are. I'm I'm not afraid. I want I want the the meat on the bone there. I had wings yesterday, and actually I was just telling Fanto, I was like, I want more wings. wings. I Harmons and roosters both so good right now. Uh, but 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 this equality thing is sweeping the nation. Here's listen to this. I, I got another. I got another version of this. As now, cats will now be entered into this year's Westminster Dog Show. What? See, so like we just got to stop naming stuff. Like, you can't call it a dog show and then show off cats. Can't call it Hooters and show off, you know, bananas. Like, you can't, right? I mean, you gotta, I mean, dude, we just gotta stop naming stuff. Like, you, you, you can't, you can't do it. I'm very intrigued. I feel like both of my cats are very good-looking cats. They're well-behaved. I might have to enter. I might have to win. I figured your girlfriend's what made this happen. Probably, dude. Probably. She's been petitioning. She's out there with a sign just protesting. We need a cat show! That's what happened. You know that's what happened, right? Some some broad, some lonely broad was like, my cat's as special as a dog, and then there's no cat show. Where's the cat show? That's not fair. Give me the cat show. And now Westminster Dog Show, not that I care about. I don't care about that thing at all. Uh, you know what I mean? But they're letting cats in this year. Quality. There it goes. I like how that's where we're getting it first. Like, Hooters chicks are getting their due. Cats are getting their due. Other human beings, minorities, hell no. Wait your turn. Now, we got we to gotta handle this cat thing first. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe with the Hooters thing, it's not... I didn't read it. I just it, I just read the headline. It's it's not Hooters. It's they're going to open up a new chain of restaurants that's like, oh. a, it, that's like a less sexual version of Hooters. So you can take your family and you can go... Delightfully get, tacky yet unrefined. I mean, that's like their whole slogan. Like, then why? Well, and like, let's, just, let's not... Like the food at Hooters is that good? You no. know what I mean? Like I mean, it's, it's all not, right. It's bar food. Honestly, and, like, I can't remember. It's been so long it, now that it's bar food. I mean, it, it, people loved them because it's curly fries and they're in a wood bowl. And like that's, I mean, people loved it for that. And honestly, it was the chicks. And I understand why Hooters would decide, hey, let's diversify. It's tough enough to get a piece of the action right now. If we have two different brands kind of going at this, I think one's called Hooters and the other one's going to be called Hoots. I believe Hoots or Hooties, maybe. 
<laughs> oh, that's so gross. I don't know if owls will be uh, will be a part of the. Uh, stop but, changing stuff. And I, as far as like, because here's what I'm gonna say. I know people are like you know that's the sexualization of women, right? But the CEO of Hooters didn't go around in a van with a net and just grab whores off the street no, corner. No, no, like, that's, dude. Women applied. They knew what they were getting themselves into. Uh, obviously, their prerogative to do so. And God bless you if you want to. If right. you want to make money from being hot, who, who cares? Who I, dude, I, dude, I would wake up every day hoping that. Would right. Be the, if I had the opportunity. To do that, of course I would. But I say it all the time. I just want one chick, or just one, to want to bang me because I'm so cute, not because they like who I am. Do you, just one. So with this Westminster dog thing, is it the same uh, principle there? Are they doing a cat show and a dog show? Or are they letting cats into the dog show? I feel like that's a <laughs> recipe for the disaster. All right, bro. I mean, dude, you're wading me into waters that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I really thought the headline of that would be enough. <laughs> just feel like that's that's going to be a problem. All right. I promised you another dumb criminal story, and I have it. Okay. okay? I, I promised the audience another dumb criminal story, and I want to make sure I give them uh, what I have told them that they shall receive. Okay. And this is, this is idiotic. This is dumb. We told you about the woman in Columbus who, like, called and, like, faked an Amber Alert because her car got stolen. She just wanted the car back faster. That's Stickable. dumb. So a woman in Australia then has made a worse decision. I believe marijuana is still illegal in Australia, and that's how she, uh, how she got herself in trouble. So she goes to the drug dealer, and she wants to buy some marijuana. That's unfortunate. You should find a dealer that delivers. They're fantastic. She's in the outback out there just, 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 just looking for kangaroos and marijuana. It's just all it is is like Foster's, Outback, The Land Down Under, and Matthew Delavadova. And what's his name from the movies? Henry, like Hogan or whatever. Uh, Keith Urban, too. He's from Australia, right? Yeah, sure. So she goes to the drug dealer, goes to the marijuana dealer there, and he raised the prices. As drug dealers will do. She got upset. And called the cops. <laughs> hey, uh, my local drug dealer in my neighborhood's raising the prices on marijuana. I don't think it's fair. Can you come arrest them? That happened. Well... What, an like, what were the cops going to do? Okay, aside from the fact that weed's illegal and you shouldn't, you know, alert the police that you're doing something illegal, but like, it's not illegal to change the prices. If McDonald's decides, which they have, hey, uh, you know, McDoubles are no longer 99 cents or $1.29, I can't call Lamar Sharp and be like, yo, Officer Sharp, dude, you need to put these people in cuffs. Cuff them and stuff and Ronald McDonald. What? <laughs> Dude, how much fun would it be to roll up on a McDonald's with him like that? Just arresting people, busting burps. I'd be a good cop, I think, right? <laughs> Dude, shut up. What are we going to right now? I think I'd be, be a good cop. I mean, I don't hold judgment against anybody. Shut up. I believe in innocent till proven guilty. I, I know. I can't, I, can't, I can't even say it. I can't Lies. even say it. You're in the back of a cop car. You did something. Officer Stansberry. Oh, dude, who calls the cops on a drug deal? What an idiot. And listen, you know, in times of drought, obviously supply and demand applies to drugs as well. But the thing I will say about drugs, it seems like... You're a fan? It seems like drugs are, like, inflation-proof. And what I mean by that... A bag of weed's been the same price now for a decade. Over a decade, dude. You know the last 20 years of here's my the life. Thing. Dude, fan- fantastic point, because a lot of my hobbies are like that. Like, video games have been 60 bucks for as long as I can remember. Right, and the consoles adjusted for inflation probably about 400 bucks. Probably about yeah, 400 Yeah, which isn't that much crazy than when the Super Nintendo was like 275 when well, we were growing up. Well, adjusted for inflation, you right, know what I'm exactly, saying? Right, exactly, yeah. like, so. But the cartridges, the games, the discs themselves, dude, they've been 50, 60 bucks forever, and you're right, dude. Why is that? I don't know. You know why? Strange. Because everybody's buying it. When everybody's buying something, 
you can keep something at a steady price. Everybody's buying McDonald's. Everybody's buying Tide. All that crap's gone up. Uh, yeah, you shot a hole in my boat there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but those two things, video games and marijuana. And you know what? Maybe that's just trying to keep people out of trouble. Maybe I, that's God's way of just saying, guys, get stoned, play well, video games. You're not going to get in trouble. You're going to be fine. Do me a favor. Get Nolan Klein on the phone and I'll ask him. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Can't do that. Wait. All right, we have Alice Cooper tickets. That show September 9th out of Blossom. Let's get you hooked up with those. Caller 17-1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. And Fantone, people are coming after your boy. LeBron James is in the crosshairs of a lot of social media bloggers. Good. Good. He's in the crosshairs. Like and uh, I'll give you a chance to defend your boy next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Just send somebody out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Your next opportunity will happen at 11 a.m. Uh, actually, Captain Tony McGinty is going to be filling in for Fishhead this morning. Uh, that's two days in a row. I hope Fish is all right. I don't know. Maybe it's scheduled. I don't know. I uh, But uh, apparently some repairs being done in the aquarium there. So I was going to say, hopefully, hopefully uh, Captain Tony gets the bubbles going, gets everyone hooked up. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I, I. I, like I said, it could uh, it could easily be scheduled, and I just don't know. But I, you know, I don't know what's going on. So... Tony will give you your next opportunity at 11 a.m. this morning. The captain. So Charles Barkley made some waves over some things he said about LeBron. He called him whiny, and uh, he questioned, you know, he said, well, we don't want to compete because, you know, LeBron's calling for, you know, like star, more star players or no, no, not star players, more playmakers. Let's be fair about what he said. Right. More playmakers to be added to the roster. And uh, I, 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 it boggles my mind that that's a controversial thing to say. It really does. Like to, to say that, hey, we need more playmakers when you're not doing well. It's not like the Cavs are on a on a, on a on a 20 game win streak right now. And LeBron's like, dude, I'm just too tired. I don't want to do it anymore. No, he's saying, dude, our team is not performing up to expectations. Therefore, we need to do something about it. About it. I, 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 I don't I don't see how that's I, I I don't get it. People were trying to figure out on TV, all these sports shows yesterday were trying to figure out why LeBron went so mad, like why he went so like next level, like on it. Because it feels like an overreaction. It does. LeBron's statement feels like an overreaction. What what he said about Barkley? Yeah, I feel like I I, I guess he, I, dude this felt like a little bit of an overreaction to me. And People were trying to figure this out, and they thought that LeBron was mad about whiny, was the word. that Was he mad about whiny? I said, in my mind, no, LeBron's not mad about the word whiny. He's been called laquit, la bitch, and all this stuff for a decade plus. It, it, that's not the problem. I think where the problem came in is when Charles said, what, you don't want to compete? Then you're questioning a great athlete's desire motivation, fire, drive, will. Like, you start questioning those things about the all-time greats, they're going to get mad. Now, let me ask you, because I heard this theory yesterday, that what we're seeing with LeBron over the last few weeks is cracks, is that it's starting to come undone. It's 14 years now. You're still playing the most minutes out of anybody in the NBA. You're going to have a hard time. You're feeling the pressure of repeating um, th- th- that that he knows that he's the one guy in the league that if he doesn't repeat, that he's going to be considered to be a failure and that that gets lumped on him more. It, it's all athletes, but it gets lumped on him a little bit more so than most. 
and that the, what we're seeing is just cracks in the frustration happening. Now, at the end of the day, I will I will agree 100% that LeBron knows what's going on in his career right now, and that doesn't mean that he's not the best basketball player on the planet anymore, but he knows that in the f- probably foreseeable future, I mean, within the next five years, he's no longer going to be that person. And I think like any man, I think like any person really that is in a position of, of, of power or of, of, of I don't want to say dominance, but that's a scary place to be. I think most fathers probably have that at some point in their life with their son. Eventually, there comes to be a day when your son could beat you up, and that's got to be a tough pill to swallow. So I think LeBron's got a little bit of that. He's fighting father time, and he knows that's an impossible battle. He knows that that's inevitably going to happen. But I think more so than 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 him showing cracks or him showing you know that he's not uh, able to to deal with the, the 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 challenges that come with growing older. Because let's be real, number one, obviously LeBron has 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 has, has taken care of his body unlike any other athlete, dude. Uh, the guy has 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 sustained uh, dominance for the past fourteen years, and for the foreseeable future, will continue to do so. Um, and 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 I I think you know Twitter saw me. It's a product of the season being too long. All these guys want to rest. Sure. They all want to sit. Sure. Yeah, he's joking. He well, I mean, sure. And he's he's making I think fun the Cavs of the board. I think the Cavs are bored if that's what if that's what the overall point is. The season's too long. We're in January, February basketball right now, and it's boring. I think his point is is that these guys, these newer age athletes are sissies because they can't play all season. LeBron also able to diversify his game in the past fourteen years. He's not always gonna have to be big and banging. He's going to be able to, you know, play different roles as he gets older. Longevity's obviously been a, a point of concern for him. But with all that being said, and, and, and all those things being true, I think more than anything, LeBron at this point in his career has really came into his own and really has the self-confidence of knowing it's not just could I be one of the best anymore or am I one of the best anymore? I am one of the greatest of all times. So we can talk about where you are on that list, but at the end of the day, I am the one of the greatest of all time. And I'm not going to take crap anymore. There is no more need for me to be humble. There is no no, no more need for me to bite my tongue. There is no more need for me to hide who I am or how I feel about something to protect other people's feelings. I'm going to let my feelings be known. And if Charles Barkley is going to talk crap about me, I'm not going to take it. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, he's one of the best See, of all time. is it talking crap? Because, again, well, he called Barkley a hater and Barkley responds. And he he says, you know, he says, here's Barkley's response. Well, I thought he was whiny and complaining the last couple of weeks, talking about you got no help, Barkley said. I'm just like, dude, you just won the championship. It's the middle of the season, and you're just bashing your teammates. I, I just think that that wasn't right. Um, now, he says about the tag hater. And I said yesterday, and I believe he is, Charles is a hater. He is, and it's kind of, he plays that role up. He understands what he's doing for TV and for ratings. So a little bit of it is by design, by executive producer in his ear going, get in his face. Get in that guy's face. And that's why Barkley's where, where he is. That's why, that's why they hired him. Okay, But he had this to say, and I think Barkley really is right here. He says, listen, anytime you criticize any of these young guys, you're a hater. He says, come on, man, you know that's silly. Any type of criticism of any player today, that's the word they use. You, you're a hater. They never ask you if the criticism is fair or not. Bark, if you go back and look at what he really said, it wasn't crazy. It wasn't like, oh my God, Charles, like get over it. It wasn't crazy. It was totally imbalanced uh, but, for an analyst. But no, nor was what LeBron said in, in response. Oh, I mean, if- LeBron went a little personal. He went a little below the belt. I honestly, dude, you talking about throwing that kid from the window?
Well, dude, we're talking about who you are as an NBA basketball player, and what you've done off the court certainly is a part of of of, of who you are. I think, but but the difference there is is that Charles Barkley was doing his job, analyzing how LeBron's been acting. That's his job. LeBron's going to respond to somebody to when you're asked the question by a reporter. Hey, look, hey, Charles Barkley said this about you. What are your thoughts? You're doing your job. I, I do you have? I mean, look, Charles is guilty of all the things LeBron said. He didn't say anything that was untrue. But you had to low blow it. Like you had to low blow it. I, I, Charles Barkley didn't low blow LeBron by saying that LeBron isn't isn't, by isn't calling a competitor. Him whiny, that's not a by low blow. That he's not a competitor by saying that he doesn't care about his team. Again, ah. he didn't say he doesn't care about his team. He is asking a question. Does he not want to compete? He's asking a question. Well, when that's we get into, analyzing. When we get into that's these the quest- definition of the job. When we get into these questions of of well, what you're doing is implying there. You're implying that that by saying, I mean, the quote was LeBron's whiny, and you shouldn't throw your teammates under the bus. Like that, hey, dude, you're not on my team. You're not one of my teammates. You don't know what's best for this organization. I, dude, of course, I think LeBron has every right to 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 defend himself, especially when asked about these things. Barkley goes on to say, "I've only met LeBron casually. He's always been great to me. I, I think I've been great and cordial to him. But this notion that we have to be friends, we're never going to be friends. And that's not a negative thing. I'm not friends with any of these young guys. My job is to do my job. And I agree. I don't think anything Barkley. All right, I expected a response out of LeBron, but he went nuclear over something that Barkley said that was like what analysts say. I, I, I guess I we just would don't- be looking at Steph Curry today, going, bro, what is the matter with you?" Because he plays for Golden State. I, I, I guess I just disagree in the sense of I just don't feel like what he said was over the line. I think it just it shows. I think maybe before this year, I just wouldn't think LeBron would have responded the way he did. I think there's other there's obviously frustration going on with LeBron James, and he chose this as a you know what I'll just let some of this pressure off. On Charles. And I know that my fans, the Twitter fans, will get my back because everybody is. Like, everybody's kind of getting LeBron's back and be like, you know, Charles Barkley was really mean. No, he wasn't. He was doing his job. He's analyzing. Now, I will admit, Charles is a little bit of a hater. But, like, when you really look at the statements, LeBron was worse in the response than Charles was with the with the analyzing of what happened on the court. And again, Charles kept it about what was happening on the court. In LeBron's response, he went low blow off the court. By saying he's whiny? I mean, is that an on the court issue? He was whining on the court. Was part of the was part of the conversation by saying that we need another playmaker. I, I just don't view I just don't view that as a valid. I, I just don't view that as he's uh, well. He's whining about on the court issues. I mean that's that's still about basketball. Charles did what he did, okay, and I'm not looking to excuse him for what he did, okay, but. He, I mean, did he, there is something, and I don't know if this LeBron James situation is the best example of this, but we can't pretend that these newer athletes, these twenty-four now LeBron's a little older, we can't pretend that these twenty-four-year-old athletes can't handle the criticism the way guys could in the past. That is totally true. Well, guys in the past didn't have an avenue to say something back. We didn't know. Uh, what, we dude, didn't know. plenty of people were shoving microphones into the face of Jerry Rice. There was plenty of times Don't, to say but things. Let's, but let's not act like this. That this the the. The, the, the media that we live in now hasn't fundamentally changed it. So you can't put that necessarily just because, oh, you're 24 and you suck. 
why then why do we constantly hear it? Why do we never hear this before? Because we're on social media. But we we're just not hearing it on other. social media. We're hearing it in the microphones on TNT. If we, if it was solely a thing that happened on Twitter, I would get it. But that's not what's happening. We're shoving microphones in these dudes' faces. They've been spoiled since the age eight. They all went to basketball camps and have been coddled their entire lives. And now somebody tells them that they're not the greatest ever, and they start bitching and crying. This is a new age problem. There was a thing back in the day where athletes were more what was considered to be the strong, silent type of man. I don't know what's right. All I'm telling you is that it is different, and it has changed in my lifetime. It has changed in Charles Barkley's lifetime. And I think Barkley would have said something back to a reporter, obviously, that questioned him. He obviously did, and I would have issues with that. I just, I'm for LeBron coming back and saying something, but he went next level and it seemed aggressive. I think ultimately LeBron is right. He needs more playmakers and that that's the way the NBA is built now. And I said this yesterday, defending him over this is that the big three's only been around a while and now Golden State went out and turned it into the big four. And so now you kind of need to do that. You, you got to give LeBron the tools to play in today's NBA because he's the greatest player ever. I'm for another playmaker, but he went next level and Barkley is right. You question any of these kids today and they just go home and cry to their moms because it's all they've ever known how to do. We'll pass out uh, you know what? No, I already gave you the Alice Cooper tickets. We will give you more show though. That happens next. Hang on. Yo, on Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Win your way out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards at 11am. Captain Tony uh, is filling in for Fishhead and he'll get you hooked up with that. It seems overwhelmingly that I am wrong on this Charles Barkley LeBron thing. It seems as if the audience uh, overwhelmingly disagrees with me that I kind of feel like, look, look, I'm all for LeBron saying what he wants, but I'm all for Charles as an analyst saying what he said. I don't think anything Charles, it just seemed like LeBron got really mad over something that I think would be said in any NBA broadcast Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, like just kind of like. Eh. Like, Charles has been known to say something like, whoa. I didn't think that, like, when I read Charles's quote, I wasn't like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, I fully support both guys being able to say what they say, and of course, I mean. So people have asked me, well, you know, what about you? You know, you have a public job, and, you know, you know, people have critiqued you, and you've kind of voiced your your opinion. And and I will say, yes, I have been I have been guilty of that. And the older I get, the more I learn not to read stuff that's written about me, not to listen to things that's said about me. I don't really care at the end of the day. And But, you know, people bring the Mo thing up, right? Because I kind of went back and forth with Mo. I think there's a difference there, and of course I do because we're talking about me now. Right. But, but I, I think there's a distinction there, and there is a distinction there, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. That's player to player. That's not player to analyst. So you're, you're bringing in an analogy that's not necessarily fair to the situation. Yeah, but if in the hypothetical, I mean, let's say a program director from another radio station were to come out and say something, you'd flip lid. I would flip, but don't I always say about me that 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 my giving into my emotions is my number one thing about me I don't like, and that I understand that it's a flaw and that I don't want it. The audience still wants it. It's still entertaining, and a part of LeBron's job is to be entertaining. Those interviews are a part of his job. That's a part of his life. That's a part of his brand experience. Is it part of their job to be entertaining in the interview? It's their job to be a part to it's it, to be available to the interview and to speak candidly and to be a part of the process. Yeah, I think that's totally a part of their job. I want it to be. We always talk about, dude, get all. We need more. I just don't want the same cookie cutter answers over and over again. Oh, dude, we're gonna try hard. And we different sport, but cookie cutter answers win Super Bowls a lot in Boston. 
They do. I, I mean, I so LeBron I, wins a lot, and, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's great. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, like, look, I just thought the the, the reaction was like flamethrower over a big lighter being lit. You know what I mean? It was like, bro, you don't need the flamethrower for that. Like, like, what are you doing? It just seemed a little excessive. Okay, it just seemed a little excessive, and I think Barkley ultimately is right overall about today's younger athlete, which is they don't like criticism, man. They don't. And look, nobody likes it. Yeah, and I'm gonna say I think if we went back into the into the into the Charles Barkley record books, I'm sure there's been plenty of times he's had issues with things that reporters have said about him or what analysts have said about For him. Sure. And, and I said I would be critical of those things, but I think if you were to ask Charles today, what he would say about that is is that's 26 year old Charles. This is me, and it's part of my job as an analyst to tell these kids when they're being kids. And I think there's something to that. I really do. And I think the athlete has changed. I don't I do I think you could have given Jerry Rice Twitter and he wasn't going to cry. I think you could have given Jordan Twitter and he wasn't going to cry. I just don't think you're going to see it. I'm not calling LeBron a crier. Don't come at me with it. I'm just saying, dude, these younger guys, they really are sensitive to this criticism where it seems like Guys in the past, and I could be wrong about this. Maybe this is the way sports gets presented to you on TV of these shows looking back on teams and this and that. Maybe that's part of it. But it seems to me that guys in the past would be like, oh, yeah, watch. And now these guys are like, hater, unfair, hater, unfair, versus using it, internalizing it, drive with it. Now, again, that could be the way sports shows are presented to me on teams in the past, and they're only showing you parts of it. And maybe that's part of you know these these rewind shows maybe and i and, and i really do think it's worth noting just the different era we live in and yes there were mics and guys faces but it just wasn't the same amount of of eyes on the product like yes there were totally reporters in the locker room of the 49ers but it wasn't the same world that they live in now i just feel like the circumstances are different therefore of course the be, the behavior is going to be different yeah yeah, you, you 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 study any phenomena, it will change the phenomena. I I understand that. I, I I do get that. I just think that there's what we're both saying at the same time is true. I think that, I think there are the star athletes of the mid '80s, early '90s would be like, Nah, dude, I can't do that because again, there's been this overall in society the we need to weaken men we need to take men down a peg and they're and it's kind of it's kind of not like oh my god we better stop this right now it's the biggest problem facing us but there has been a little bit of let's knock men down a peg let's you know and and i think that that's kind of this is an offshoot of that i do i i think it's like i said i'm for lebron i'm for what he said i'm a huge supporter i want him to win but i felt like charles statements were were just average wmba like or not wmba nba you know halftime postgame pregame comments i watch all those kind of shows all the time and dude guys are routinely talked about like that and they don't freak out and so the reaction seemed strange to me. Is all, that's all. I mean, I, I'm not knocking. It just seems strange. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, to me, this is two dudes going at each other in a, a war of words. And unless we're all special snowflakes to get our feelings hurt, who cares? You know what I mean? Like uh, Charles Barkley, uh, what are we getting upset about? LeBron, LeBron said what he said. You said what you said. We all go on with our day. I, I mean, that's at the end of the day, like. I, I feel like, dude, well, this guy Wayne just tweeted this, and I think he's right. He's like, at the end of the day, they both have the, the right to say whatever they want, but it, LeBron's response proves Barkley right. That at the end of the day, what he's saying about him is proven right by the response. And whether LeBron wants that to be true or not, whether Twitter wants to admit that that's true or not, it is sort of true. It is kind of true. Man. One of the things we do on this program 
is we try not to judge with sexuality, right? We try to hold the, the line of, you know what? I'm into some weird things. Fantone's into some weird things. I don't know what you guys do with your wives or husbands when you go home. So I try not to like moral authority on you. But I have called out a section of people who have sex in a strange manner. And I've always said that is indicative of weirdness and a problem. There's issues in that and we should look at it. And people have told me forever that I'm just that, that, that I'm a hater of it. But I have been on this furry thing for a while. I've been on this. If you're a grown person and you dress as a mascot and you bang each other in a Holiday Inn, I think there's something weird happening there. And sure enough, they busted a like costume furry ring in Pennsylvania where they were all passing around 14-year-olds. I tried to tell you, dude. If you're dressing up like a baby or if you're dressing up like a big furry animal, there's something else behind all of that. Creepy Creepy stuff. We'll close out the Sansbury Show next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the show. Hit up uh, WRQK.com. Watch uh, some very viral videos today. Doctors doing things that they shouldn't. Don't list it because I'm about ready to read a client spot right here. So don't (laughs) don't put them next to it. Okay. Don't put them next to it. I won't. All right. But there's doctors doing things that they shouldn't up at WRQK.com. The podcast from yesterday's program is also up there. Carefully say what it is you're going to say right How now. How about the dude that takes the slingshot of oh, something gross? Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. dude. I posted that yesterday. 25 people shared it within like 10 minutes. They were, I mean, that video is. I'll tweet that out here in a second. Ask Sansbury shows how you find that. So, you know, I've been banking with CSE Federal Credit Union uh, since moving down here to Star County. Now, here's the deal you probably spent way too much money over the holiday. Yeah. Maybe you're just your credit card debt's just been out of control for years now. And how much does that suck at this Ooh. point? We are at February one. You can't run away from it anymore. Nope. When 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 it happened in December, you're like, yeah, but I'll worry about it next year. Starts it starts at yellow in the plastic window. Next thing you know, pink in the plastic window. And here's what you should do: take all that credit card debt, yeah, and transfer it over to a CSE Visa card. Yeah, they're doing a Visa balance transfer offer. So hit up CSEFCU.com, and they're offering you this special rate up until April 30th. So you got a little bit of time, but don't wait a whole long. Don't wait until, you know too long. Why? I mean, you're paying yeah. too much. You're paying too much on interest right now. Every lower, month you wait, you're paying more that money. interest rate. Don't wait. Yeah, do it now. Hit up uh, CSEFCU.com and figure out how you can get your credit card uh, balance transferred over to a CSE Visa card. I think maybe more than anything on on, on our agenda as a as a country right now, dude. The the, the 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 finances and the ability to take care of your own financial future. It's just important. Like it really is. As we all kind of sit here and like, well, I'm certain what's going to happen older, in the future. Get older, it becomes sexy, right? It's like, Oh my God, my bills are paid. Right, my and, pants and, are getting and, tight. And and, and 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 instead of going to one of the big national banks that literally is going to treat you like a number because that's what you are. To that's them, how they are. I right. Mean, go to CSE. Damn right, CSEFCU.com. There. So, I will, all right. During the break, people are hitting me up and going, "Dude, you know LeBron's just getting mad. We want him mad." Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Le- mad LeBron. I love angry LeBron. Dude, angry LeBron is the man. All right. So yeah. All right. Fine. I'll give you that. We want angry LeBron. Fine. There's another sports story that's kind of happening, and I'm not wild about ESPN anymore, uh, but there but there is a guy there that I do still like uh, a little. Ryan Rosilio is a guy yeah. who works there, and I like Ryan. He was on Scott Van Pelt's show for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, and I love SVP, uh, even though he was totally creepy to some chick while on vacation. Uh, there was audio tapes of it, and uh, he didn't get fired, but whatever. And uh, But I like SVP, I do. And uh, so I like Ryan Rosilio a little bit. He's a good dude. And he, I guess on their program this morning, I haven't listened to this yet because I haven't had time, but I plan to as soon as we're done. 
is talking about how like sports radio has totally changed and sports entertainment has totally changed because now everybody's like drilling Tom Brady over this relationship with Donald Trump. And yeah. everybody's expecting Tom Brady to have to talk about this. And again, I have not heard the Rosilio, uh, you know, uh, commentary as of yet. I've heard, I've read some of the paraphrasing that says, you know, he doesn't understand what my job is anymore. I don't understand why people are expecting me to interweave, you know, politics into everything I'm talking about. I, he's like, I got into sports to talk sports. I got in there to talk, you know, first downs and third and one. And I don't want to talk about all this stuff, but like now you kind of have to. And I got to be honest with you, I think ESPN, they're, they're, higher up management isn't going to love him kind of going here because what he's essentially doing without saying it, you're shining a light on the fact that your executive producers are pushing you to go to this Tom Brady Trump thing because it keeps people's eyes on TV. It's right now. That's why they're doing it. I think with sports, there's obviously stories that are going to come from off the field. I know there's the, the the concept of well, in a perfect world, the only thing we would ever look at with these athletes are are are, are what they do on on the field. It's not realistic but, today, but and well, not realistic today. Though. Maybe ever, maybe ever, right? right. Yeah. And I, I think there's a little bit of like, well, I. Kind of, I'm okay with that in some cases. There's cases of like, well, yeah, I want to know if some dude shot up a strip club so that way that dude doesn't, that he has to deal with the consequences of his actions. Of course, I feel like that's just it's sports and politics. I mean, they've long been intertwined. It's not like this is a new phenomenon. It's not like this we've is seen a new, it at the Olympics and the, during the civil rights movement. We've seen, yeah, we've seen this. I, and I, I think a part of, of what the problem is and what I saw Tom Brady say yesterday um, was that. I have a problem with how Tom Brady's handled this. That he doesn't pay attention to what's going on in the world around him. He's lying. Well, and it's he, like he made very public political statements in the early 2000s, given the election. Very public was on one side, and he's not saying what he wants to say because Tom Brady, honestly, let's be honest about what he is. Rich white dude from California. He loves this Donald Trump presidency. So does Robert Kraft, and so does Bill Belichick. And it, duh, with, right, duh, right. And and with that with that kind of being said, I mean, I, I think there's a better way for him to handle this. If he wants to say, "Hey, I'm only focused on football. That's the only thing I'm going to talk about." Fine. But that's fine, but the, say, make a great, but the Make America Great hat was in the locker, bro. That's not just being focused and, on what and, you're and doing. And when you say, I'm not, I don't pay attention to what, it's you're like, lying. you're lying. Right. You're, you're lying. You're being obtuse about it. You're like, lying. You can't. And, and dude, he came out in, two, I think it was 2004. Don't quote me on the year, but I'm pretty sure it was 2004. He came out and was very public with some comments about politics. So you can't tell me you were engaged then and you're not now. Now, could you lose some interest? Sure. But you don't go from, I need to get this out to you don't care at all. Is my point. And if it's just about your friendship with Donald Trump, Tom Brady, then wouldn't it be a Trump National Hotel hat in your locker? Wouldn't it be a Trump golf course hat in your locker? No. You chose to go with the campaign slogan hat. That's not showing support for your friend. It's showing support for his mission. I think it is. I think if you were just wanted to support him, even just to say, you know what? Donald's my friend. He's running for president. I want to support my friend. So let me put a Trump, you know, Trump National Doral hat in there, which is one of his golf courses. Let me put that in there. It's got the Trump logo on it, but I don't have to stand next to the Make America Great slogan as the whitest dude in America. If you don't want to talk about it, then don't give us a reason to talk about it. You knew the, the cameras were in the locker. You knew this. You knew this. And you can talk to me. Oh, we've been friends since before all this. Yes. Now, Chris Carter says sometimes your friends can do things that make you turn your back on your friend. 
Now, there's uh, multiple arguments. You know, how do you change people's mind if you don't talk to them? But people you disagree with, fine, whatever. All I'm saying is Tom Brady knew what was going to happen, willingly did it, and now wants to play coy with it. And I don't like that. I don't like it. I've been calling Tom Brady the greatest on the air for about two weeks now, and it's because he is. That's on the field. But this here, I don't like how he's handling this. He was very, he has been, dude, he was, dude, he didn't go to the White House when Obama had them in because he didn't agree with the Obama administration. Tom Brady's shown you politically who he is. So don't play coy with the questions now, Tom. Answer. He said, Tom Brady, uh, that he's not paying attention to what's going on in politics right now because because he's a positive person. Because he just wants to worry about positive things. And it's like, dude, come on. I mean, that's so, I mean, that is, that's, dude, no matter who you are, you're going to get sick of banging Giselle. It's just going to happen. And then you're going to turn on the TV. Dude, what a lie. So you have a personal relationship with Donald Trump, but you don't know? Come on. He was out there anti-Obama multiple times. Wouldn't go to the White House to shake the president's hand, which, by the way, I don't care who's in charge. If you get invited to go to the White House to shake the president's hand, you go. I don't care who's in charge. And it must be nice to be in a position where you cannot pay attention to what's going on in the world around you. Where, oh, I'm a positive person. I don't care what's happening. It's not going to affect me. I mean, that's got to be nice. Yeah, $600 million in the bank will help you do it, not right? Not bad, right? <laughs> Supermodel life, not bad. Yeah, Yeah. not the the worst way to go through life there. So I just wanted to, you know, show everybody I'm a little bit fair there as I'm calling LeBron out. I got to call Tom Brady. All right, sports talk radio, dude. Say what you want. This might be the best sports show in Ohio. The fan, the tickets. The big one. You know, sometimes sports is what's in the news, and it's Super Bowl week, so guess what? Sports is going to be tell in the news. me next, Stansbury. The dudes like sports and, and hot chicks? What are you going to tell me next? What are you going to beer? Do they, like, they like beer? Hey, hey, they like hot chicks like walking around. They don't like them on the internet. Uh, don't little, post, don't post hot chicks on the internet. Little they, did I know. They don't like them. Never are they looking at hot chicks. Never are they drinking beer. Watching sports, you two are idiots. I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Let's be done. We are done for the day. Uh, Tony McGinty in for Fishhead. He'll get you hooked up with a trip out to Los Angeles. That'll happen at 11 a.m. We'll see you guys again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9 Podcast, the program at WRQK.com. Have a safe afternoon. See you.